Welcome, and thanks for listening. Here at Oddcast, we are very grateful to live and record in the beautiful Pacific Northwest on the current ancestral and unceded lands of the Musqueam, Tsleil-Waututh, and Squamish people. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Oddcast, a TTRPG podcast where we play all sorts of different games. Happy New Year. Uh, happy holidays. It's, it's kind of after all of that now that we're back to recording. Thank you for waiting as we took a holiday break. And uh, thank you for coming back to listen as we do a part three of uh, a episode that was a, a one shot we enjoyed a lot, which is a, a fairy heist one shot, or I just we called it we just call it fairy heist. <laughs> we have everyone back here today to continue the heist and continue figuring out um, what to do about lost blueberry troll love and. Someone is is upset now uh, about whether Titania is truly evil, possibly a criminal mastermind, and whether. Um, a bear can get any sadder. Uh, that's that's what we really are here to answer um, today. So welcome back to Fair Heist Part 3. Uh, my name is Kev. I'll be your DM today. Uh, and I will give you my fun fact before we get back to the rest of the people. My fun fact is that I went to Mexico for the holidays. Uh, yes, I was privileged and able to travel uh, joys. Um, but while I was there... I also got to go to Mexico City. I've never been to Mexico City before, so I was there for a portion of the of the trip. I got to try something called chapulines, which is uh, basically grasshoppers in lime and like chili or uh, like chili sauce. Often, what I found interesting, though, my fun fact is that chapulines were actually good. I do wish they came in like a pack of five. They give you like a big bucket like like a big like <laughs> plastic cup and i'm like i don't want this many because they're very limey and salty and, and quite strong how's the crunch it was actually fine like i was like crunch is fine I, i'm happy with crunch in an insect you know it should be crunchy the problem is that they're cold they're not like freshly like fried so i feel like it'd be better if they were hot and they add the other seasonings on top which probably make it better but i tried the original one first and and they're just very sour and they have a very strong flavor it's like eating like a very pungent mushroom. And I think that as a result, you can't have as many of them because you'll be like you'll too much of it at one point. And you'll be like, oh, the flavor is too strong. But I kept wanting to have another one. I was like, I'm done now, but I could have another one. <laughs> uh, and then when we went to Chapultepec, which is where I got them, which is this big for it's well, El Bosque de Chapultepec, which is the like forest of Chapultepec, which supposedly was where even the Aztecs, like it was a sacred forest. They put stuff there. And then it became a big park where they actually put the emperor at one point the emperor like or the king had like uh an estate like a house there and then the president actually was there and then that's now open to the public that same location at the top of the hill there is a little fountain and in that fountain is a little chapulina <laughs> and this little chapulina is just like like reaching to the sky and it's covered in it's weird i was like why is there a, a little grasshopper here but okay cool grasshopper um, and that's my fun fact. So uh, if you go to Chapultepec, check it out. It's really, really cool. They have all of the uh, jewelry that the Mexican royal family had, um, which the Mexican royal, fam Mex uh, Mexican royal family uh, died 
very quickly after arriving in Mexico at some point. They came from Europe. It was weird. So I read up on it. It's interesting. Uh, with that, I'll go on to the next person to introduce themselves and give you your fun fact. Uh, we'll go to the left, uh, which is then Salinas. Please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Salinas. I'm playing Ursa the Intern, a very sad panda bear um, who lives off of ramen. And um, my fun fact is there is a species of crow um, that they have a very particular crow call. And the crow call is basically a mob hit because there's like, like, you know, obviously like mm. social hierarchy and all that kind of stuff. So one of the like higher ups, when they make this crow call, it means we're all fucking getting that one crow. <laughs> we're all fucking. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, not we're all fucking. Crow orgy. We're all, we're all going to absolutely get rid of that crow. And then like the whole crow thing will like swarm them and kill it. Like wow. by pecking. It, a murder of crows will actively murder a crow. Um, so that's my fun fact. Now I am imagining a Family Guy joke where a crow makes a noise and then they all just go, oh shit! And then yeah, they run exactly. over to someone's house and start doing <laughs> drugs and, and having sex. Yeah. But, you know, anyways. Okay, well now I'll introduce our next person. Please, Graham. I'm Graham. I'm playing Caleb Thistlewright, a dust bunny fairy. He's a filthy little man and he's a... Uh, <laughs> Beautiful. He's made out of filth. And um, my fun fact is that on my character sheet, on the list of fears, I have no idea why I wrote this. At the end of the list of fears, one sentence, two words, also, comma, fish. Also, fish. <laughs> is it because they're just as dirty as you or less dirty? Or is this a, what's the reasoning? I, I wonder if it's like a crossover thing because as a dust bunny, he's also very absorbent. So he oh. could, the capacity for him to absorb negative fish smells is. Uh, yes. Yeah. One fish scale gets in there and you are already just, it's going to be awful. That's it. That's fair. Okay. Well then we'll go to our next person. Phoenix, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Phoenix. I play Luna Moonflower, a pixie who works for Titania, and uh, is not really happy. <laughs> but they need the money, what? so they're there. Capitalism, am I right? Yes. Um, so my fan fact that I learned today, <laughs> you could say very recently, is apparently uh, that moon also has moonquakes. Oh. Yeah. There's like multiple reasons. And so one of them is the gravitational pull from Earth. Wow. So the way the moon affects us, I guess we also affect the moon. Wow. Very, so positive, toxic relationship. What are we, how are we defining moon-Earth relations? If we give them moonquakes. I feel like on and off. You know? On and off. <laughs> <laughs> that thing, they, they, can't, they, like, they can't stop. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. But the moon's always drifting away from us a little bit, so maybe maybe Earth needs to get its shit together. <laughs> <laughs> At least I heard that it's always moving further and further away, and I'm like, oh, interesting. Um, okay, well, let's let's do a quick recap then of what's happened so far that I remember because we we're coming back after a holiday break. So let's let's see how much accurate how accurate I am with this description. So last time, uh, the crew <laughs> that is met each other basically for mostly for the first time for this event, uh, were approached by an individual who wanted to steal a pair of slippers from Titania's personal collection for the fall, or I believe it was the 
uh, for a lineup for one of the uh, fashion lineups. I think it was the fall lineup, actually. You were offered um, a lot a reward if you could do this. Um, there was some disagreements over who would get, you know, how much of that reward and how it would be split. Um, one of you did this pro bono, which is actually really uh, admirable and not at all because they didn't speak up <laughs> during the negotiation process. Um, after agreeing to this, they arrived uh, at a party that Titania was hosting uh, to show off the slippers. And this was the party they wanted to infiltrate to try and get into the workshop. The only time the workshop would really be accessible by random people. They had to, of course, steal the, the keys, which were held by the three most important people in Titania's organization. And the first one that they met was the sad beige child, the chief pattern maker and a childlike fey boy of indeterminate age who was having a hard time talking to people because they seemed to be quite negative and feed off negativity. They were able to acquire their special item, which uh, uh, was an accessory. All these items were accessories that changed their form, uh, depending on, to, so that they'd have to change their outfits to, to align with it. And his specific item was a dead raccoon that had been made into a handbag with its baby also made into a charm that was inside said handbag. Uh, you were very positive with him and he had to go to the bathroom and expel that positivity. And in doing so, you then stole the handbag and uh, he threw up a baby seal and, and was just having a horrible time in, in the toilet uh, while you then went to the next individual. Uh, before meeting with this second uh, important person, you talked to the head of the Blueberry Trolls, a large bulbous troll uh, with uh, the body of a blueberry shape uh, and legs like a chicken, very thin, thin legs, uh, who informed you that their wife, a blueberry, um, on a on a uh, blank or on a pillow, with their nurse aide, uh, Mister Good Stuff, uh, was. <laughs> <laughs> also attending the party, you tried to say something about how they were given the wrong food or or something they were allergic to it, and he said that oh, well he needed to get his son to take his place, but they had avoided talking to his son because they were disagreeing about his role in the future business. You then went to uh, find the son, met him in the fashion museum, revealed that they may have had some form of sexual relationship with. <laughs> with Luna and then proceeded to have a conversation there. Having met with him, you then split as two of you went to go and speak with Grenadine Applewater, the chief seamstress, uh, and a spider centaur uh, who is known for excellent sewing skills. Her very, um, uh, her constant hiring of pixies and also her totally not repressed sexual urges um, which you use to your advantage uh, later to acquire their kalash, which is a special type of headgear. Then you interacted with Dwayne Sugarbottom. Uh, you actually interacted with Dwayne Sugarbottom to get both Grenadine and Sugarbottom's item. Uh, you gave Dwayne Sugarbottom the drink he's always wanted to get, Titania's Starbucks order. But I guess we should maybe maybe not use Starbucks as the term anymore. <laughs> the uh, Faybucks order or something. Um, 
Didn't and, wasn't it like um, the cafe that she owned called yeah. Titties or something? It was oh, Titties. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. <laughs> they went to Titties. <laughs> they got Titties, uh, and then they gave them the the head drink at Titties, uh, and then Dwayne Sugarbottom went to the the bathroom as well because he had to wipe off his beard of the foam, which was his actual accessory was the beard. So you've acquired the beard, which is now currently on Ursa's face. Um, you've acquired Grenadine Applewater's Kalash, which is currently held by, by Luna. And you've also acquired, uh, the, the other item, the handbag, the raccoon handbag, which is held by Thistle. Th- wait, wait, again, Thistle, right? Thistle, right. Or Th- Caleb. Caleb. Caleb's easier. Held by Caleb. Now each item has a different thing that it does. So Caleb with the dead raccoon can die for five, I believe it was, uh, 10 seconds. Oh, I have it here. Yes. You can use the key to appear dead for 10 seconds. That's what the raccoon lets you do. Grenadines uh, allows you to create uh, any small accessory using the user's internal fluids. You have to decide what fluid you use. And then Dwayne's allows you to possess a piece of clothing or an accessory. Your body goes limp, but you can control the, the clothing or accessory like a ghost would uh, in a space. You then use said keys to unlock the disturbing display and diorama of a bear being killed by Titania to open the secret door and now are poised to enter the rest of the building. A lot happened over those two episodes, so hopefully that's enough of a recap. There is, of course, we have our, our map here that's been displayed. Who knows if things will, will change or be different, but you are now seeing a, a doorway open and and... Uh, you are allowed to pass on if you wish. You know that uh, at the moment, the blueberry fairy, a blueberry troll, the blueberry troll has been sent out. So he's no longer present in the fashion museum. What would you like to do? So we get through and what do we see? A factory floor? Basically, you you haven't gone through yet. So if you want to walk through this dark entrance through this fashion museum to enter the space, you can or you can decide to go another direction if you wish. And... Out of curiosity, the um, blueberry troll that is enamored with Luna, mm-hmm. what is he up to again? You told him to go to a different entrance and that you would call on him when you arrived to stop you from stealing from the building. And that would prove to his dad that he was <laughs> able to maybe leave being a security guard. People in thieves' costumes that might not look like us, I believe. I believe that you just said catch you guys. So no, no, no. We specified they're like they're in that we're gonna be in like a costume, so we might not look like ourselves. Okay, so he's he's aware that either you or someone who looks not like got it. Okay, so that's (laughs) he's like. (laughs) Don't think it's gonna work very well. So dumb. I don't think he's the smartest blueberry out there. No. No. Not a lot of seeds in that blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, oh god, yeah, that works. So we're just staring down a blank corridor. A dark corridor. I say we go through. Yeah, this just looks like the intern corridors. Lead the way, Caleb. <laughs> you really sure you want me to go first? I mean, if I get taken out, that doesn't even increase your take at all. All right, I'll go. <laughs> so, Ursa walks through the hallway. You go, of course, you know, you see Ursa walk in and then you don't know what's happening beyond Ursa. You fall or not fall. (laughs) 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 No, no, no. Um, You 
find yourself walking into an atelier workshop. So this is a workshop that is used for fixing and preparing clothes. And you realize this is probably for the museum because a lot of clothes that maybe have tags or like are older styles, things that are out of fashion, um, but are historical, are, are kept here and on counters. It's just the workshop, guys. It's not scary. Is there anything valuable in there? Um, yeah, there's a lot of old museum pieces that are old of old Tatiana's designs, probably collect, not collectible, what would you say? Vintage? Oh, yeah, vintage designs that you could probably get a lot for. I don't remember if I have a bag with me or not. I have a bag. I have a picnic basket. True. Mm-hmm. Do you think you can unfit some of them in your uh, cute little pink picnic basket? Probably. Uh, do you want? I think you should do that. Do you want to? Do you want to come into the workshop? <laughs> He's yelling and, down the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe before anyone else comes into the room and sees a giant dark corridor <laughs> with two people standing in front of it, maybe. <laughs> we're uh, we're guarding the corridor. Okay. So do you want to pick up one of the vintage clothes? Yeah, sure. I just as, pick like the sparkliest one. Okay. Um, do a uh, brains check as well while you're uh, in there because you're looking at the clothes you to see which ones are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looks like it. I feel like we should follow her in. Like both times I've decided not to purely out of snark. Four. Okay. I'm going to just get up for a second and I'll tell you what happens, but okay. uh, the other two will not know what happens because they're outside of the hallway. Sing to yourselves. <laughs> Can you pass me my phone? (laughs) But not silent, right? Like you can make noise, but yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. Pick a number between one and six because it gave me six. Okay, four. (laughs) Okay. How do I do this in character? You hear that through the hallway. Everything okay, honey? Whatever's attacking her, it sounds like it shouldn't be any trouble for a panda bear, but uh, maybe we should check anyways. I'm going to go down the hall and see what's up. Okay. So um, you go into the room, and, and uh, can you show me what, what it was? <laughs> the Okay. It's Ursa. Wait, wait. Okay, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you, you come in, and you see a puma wearing a beautiful sequined glittery dress. That's just meowing sadly <laughs> down the hallway. Roaring. <laughs> or roaring as meekly as it can. Ursa? Let's, let's, let's pick up some clothes and see what we turn into. <laughs> Be my guest. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just see what happened. As look we've around not learned for, from the first time we touched the clothes. I'm going to look around for um, anything related to shoemaking. Okay, that do a brains check. Cobbling? Yeah, do a brains check while you're doing that. That's D6. Two. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You see some very painful and hard, very tall high heels. I would like to get myself stuck in the straps in one of those and make it very difficult for somebody to get me out. (laughs) It's it's an option. You sure about that? You sure about that one? I don't know if you were supposed to say that out loud, but I just heard what you said, and I don't know if I like that idea. Because I'm going to be the one trying to get you unstuck. Sounds like a party to me. Okay, you pick up the high heels? Yes. Okay, um, give me a number between one and six. Um, three. 
Okay. <laughs> so you see um, <laughs> Caleb transform th- in your eyes as they put on the very high wobbly high heels into a large tiger wearing said very long, <laughs> long and hard to hold up high heels. They Do we have, have four of them? You have four of them. Now, uh, you can attack with them. They are dangerous. They're like stiletto heels. But you, you also are half speed. It's very hard to walk in them as a tiger. Can, can I, like, <laughs> get the clothes off? You find that um, there's a zipper on your back, but because you're a large cat, you can't reach it. But you could maybe remove the, the shoes <laughs> from the Did- other cat. So does, my shoes. Yeah, does Caleb look like That's a good he wants question. the shoes removed? Caleb does not look like he wants the shoes removed. <laughs> like wobbly, like, this is perfect. This is amazing. Uh, Ursa um, goes up to Luna and, like, motions at the zipper with her head. <sighs> Fine, I can ask you to pick those things up. I'll try and unlock or unzip. As you unzip the back of the, of the jacket or of the, of the dress... Uh, you hear you hear poof, and then like a big puff of pink smoke, and then the dress is on one side, and Ursa, if they were wearing clothes, would be naked on the other side. But I'm pretty sure naked panda they're just wearing you know fur. So just arrives, and you see they are the dresses on one end now on the ground, and and Ursa's to the left. <laughs> now I then know if I wanna if I wanna turn uh, Kayla back. I don't want a naked Caleb running around as well. <laughs> He's a dust bunny. Yeah. Well, actually, he just loses shoes because it, it appears okay. to be that, yeah, the clothes would replace whatever clothes they're wearing, right? So it's up to you. You see Caleb is now just like shakily walking around the space as a tiger. Might be useful to have a tiger on our side for some part of the heist. Yeah. True, and, true. And it's not like we're in a rush to get anywhere, so we can take our time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, until someone comes and sees the entrance that you have open. Oh, yeah, how do we close the entrance? Okay, Ursa uh, looks around to figure out a way to close the entrance. There appears to be a magical staff card reader on the on the side of the entrance now that you're inside this, this workshop. Everybody looks at Luna. Yeah. Can I try? Because I don't know if I have the, you know... Yeah, you probably don't work for, the, for this specific area of yeah. the workshop, but you know there should be a staff card. And then you're realizing, oh, maybe all these items are cursed to protect from theft. Mm. And so you need to probably find one. You'd have to do a brains check to look around the room. I can try. I have an eight in brains. But I mean, I'll let you roll two dice as well because you are you kind of know what you're looking for. You, you've seen staff cards before that would match this. A two and a one. Okay, so you do see a staff card, but it is very much tangled in another piece of clothing. <laughs> I mean, I don't have to put the piece of clothing on myself, right? Oh, I mean, but you just picked it up and it happened, right? Yeah. As long as one person stays relatively humanoid. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Ursa, I found the card. Oh, okay, that's good. Can you get it? Oh, uh, sure. And then Ursa grabs the card. <laughs> okay, so you will touch uh, the piece of clothing that's mm-hmm. so tangled in. Please tell me a number between one and six. Six. <laughs> Back into a puma, <laughs> wearing, wearing the same, now whatever outfit it was. So let's say it was some form of very tight lingerie. Um, so you're just you're just like Victoria's Secreting as a puma, and and you you have the staff card in your mouth. I drop the staff. Uh, yeah. Ursa drops the staff card. Yeah, I pick it up and I look at Ursa. I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I want to change you back. <laughs> fine, fine. I was just kidding. And then I. <laughs> Take the lingerie <laughs> off of Puma. So you un- undo the bra. <laughs> sure. 
It's can the you one do, that can, sells the clips in the front. Okay, can you also do like a, a, a what's the slide? Not sleight of hand, whatever the. Um, can you do flight? flight okay. <laughs> See how well you do it. How fast. Seven. Yeah, you you unclip that bra way too fast. You're like the people are like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know, I don't unclip a bra, and then you turn back into Ursa. And the uh, <laughs> cursed lingerie is just on the side. Yeah. Do, you, do you think we care about the speed that much? I don't know. Do you think it's like a de- like, go. <laughs> no, this pussy's closed now. Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's, that's how it works in the Feywild. <laughs> There's time fairies. They're like, I, I only get off speed. That, that's what I care about. So now, now you have still, of course, Tiger Caleb. Uh, who's moving half the speed of a normal tiger. Is the door closed or are we still... You can use the staff card to close the door so the secret entrance closes and you have a staff card. The staff card has use in certain areas. However, you know that if it's used outside of like an area where it's not allowed, it could cause problems. It it probably would allow you to use or stop certain things, but it may not always be useful. Does it have a name on the staff card? Yeah, this one is... uh, Ginger teen rabbit. Ginger teen <laughs> rabbit. Ginger teen rabbit. Mm. Okay. <laughs> no further questions. What? They look like a rabbit. There's no questions. I just look at the cart and I'm just like, they're such a bitch. Yeah, you know Ginger. Ginger's a total bitch. But they, they got here because it's like an internship with their parents, and that's how it works. Of course they did. Yeah. Yeah, their parents are ginger dad rabbit, ginger mom rabbit. Here yeah. I was giving the benefit of a doubt that it's like it's like velveteen, yeah. right? It's like made out of ginger. <laughs> nope. T-I-N-E for teen, yeah. but no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't age. That's, how, that's why it's that way. Okay. Um, so you, you now have a staff card. You see there's one exit to this, which would go into another room. And then, but now you've closed it off. So you, you've, you've not raised suspicion any more than you already have. I believe you're at one stage of suspicion raised because of something you've done previously. So. And you need three to trigger an alarm. So now you're in this, in this space. Um, you can go through the door if you wish. That will bring you into the next space if you're ready to move on. Ursa looks around really quickly just to see if there might be anything. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. Like, what would be useful in a shoe heist? Um, <laughs> Are there any, like, tote bags or things for carrying supplies? Hmm. Like, I'm trying to think. Is, would there just be a tote bag that's just, like, available? Um, <laughs> like, a canvas bag that's full of tools that we could dump <laughs> out. Like, in in this room, you you'll find sewing equipment... There's definitely sewing equipment for the atelier workshop here. I, I don't know if there would be a bag in this space, but you do think maybe in the next area because the next area is got like it's a more of a workshop floor. Is there a metallic container that used to be used for cookies but doesn't is yeah, there yeah. anymore? It's actually enchanted, so it can't have cookies in it. And if you put <laughs> a cookie in it, it becomes a sewing equipment piece. So. I feel like that would be cheaper to just buy cookies and turn it into... In, in fact, you do see the one thing. There's no tote bags, but there is like a cookie dispenser. <gasps> do you have to put money in the cookie dispenser for cookies to come out? Yeah, you have to You have to put Titania's money into it. So you pay her to access cookies. Ursa looks longingly at the cookie dispenser. <laughs> Food. Nonetheless, <laughs> the, the cookie tin sounds like it could suit the purposes. So I'm going to kick off my shoes. Okay. 
Now, you, it's very hard to remove them yourself because you are a tiger. So are you going to get someone to help you? Uh, no, I'm going to fall down like three times, I'm sure. <laughs> it's like psh, psh, running into things. Uh, actually, would would you uh, please do a um, let's do a flight. I guess flight. It's it's it's, it's coordination. We need to do coordination and you're going to roll one do, uh, the dice twice and, and take the lower number. Okay. <laughs> one. Okay, there you go. So you like tumble, fall multiple times, which means you knock other clothes onto you. So if you could please uh, tell me a number between one and six. Two. Okay, so part of your body turns into a wolf. So you're now part tiger, part wolf, and you have a dress on in addition to the high heels. Oh, this is just like the dream I have all the time. <laughs> and then give me another number between one and six. Four. Okay. And then you have the tiger front, but your head goes from tiger into deer head, and then your back legs are wolf, and you now have uh, a fanny pack around your neck. But you remove the shoes, and then you stop being a tiger. We're just creamy, I guess. Yeah, so the tiger so, dissipates. So now it's a deer wolf? That's a deer wolf. Luna, should we free Caleb? I don't know. This is kind of entertaining. Would you like to try again? <laughs> yes. Okay, roll again. Let's see how bad it gets. Nine. Okay, nine is better, so I will say that you remove the items finally, but you only remove one. Uh, uh, the, the fanny pack you, you remove by like unclipping it by using the side of a table, and then you just have the wolf, so that dress situation's a bit harder. And if you're doing it yourself, you probably spend like five minutes just trying to rub your back against a wall to try and get the zipper to go down. Are Ursa and Luna just watching this whole time? Oh, Luna's yes. definitely just watching. Ursa's <laughs> <laughs> Ur- staring at the cookie dispenser. No. <laughs> no help. And I will say you have disadvantage on going into the next room if you're trying to be stealthy because there's a lot of falling animal. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you do eventually get all the items off and you've now experienced it, what it was like to be three different animals. And then you collect yourselves together and you now see the, the door out of here as long as as well as the you have the staff card now with you as well okay i would like to try and using an implement scoop the heels into the cookie jar so that i can bring them with me in case i need to become a tiger at some point okay okay so <laughs> okay so actually you have the bag so do you want to scoop them into your raccoon oh yeah sure why not okay so you take open the dead raccoon bag and you put in using uh I assume you maybe like get cookies because I don't know what other things. I guess some sewing equipment and you just yeah. like put them inside into the raccoon itself. And then you have the, the heels in the raccoon. You have cursed heels. Good cursed job. Heels. And then you can uh, see what's in the next room if you want to poke your head through. Uh, who has the card? I think I, think I do. I'm going to use it on the, on the okay. door. So yeah, tap, door opens for you going into the next space. What do we see or is it a dark void again? This is not a dark void, but it is a dark floor. It's just that it's only lit via um, a skylight above uh, and the night sky. Moonlight and starlight piercing through. You see in here that there are a set of six mannequins, and they're arranged on the floor of what is a, a showroom. And the showroom is for people who come into the building to be shown different outfits from Titania's working on. Uh, very similar to Corella, where like the, that walkway in the movie where they've got all the people working on different clothes and then they have the mannequins that they put on for display. It's that concept. So someone could walk straight through here and see all the different outfits. Um, and these mannequins are staying there. They look very much like the mannequins you saw in the um, fashion museum, which we're moving. But these ones are still. 
Yeah, the fact that they were moving in the museum and and these ones are still feels very jump scary. Like they're just waiting to move. Oberon's nail clippings, are we gonna have to fight these guys? Oh god. <laughs> there is one set of stairs that goes um, so the door the door is basically facing into the room, and you see a set of stairs that goes up to a doorway that has a balcony. So basically going on the opposite side of the room, you can see this this set of stairs uh, opposite the entrance. And then there's the balcony above there that will bring you up up top. Is there any other doors? No, there's the only the only other door is the door that would go out to reception, which you see okay. to your left. So we definitely don't want to go out that one. You can also, of course, try to look for things in the room from the doorway if you want to use brains or other stats. I forgot where were we trying. We were trying to get in into. You're trying to get into uh, the storage facility for Titania's outfits, which is past the factory floor in the vaults. I think we just have to get up that balcony, but those mannequins are really creepy. It's just mannequins. What are they going to do, honey? Well, the ones in the museum's moved. Well, because it's for the museum. It's entertainment. Those are fine. So do you want to go first? As you're looking out the door, you hear a little cough um, coming from behind you. Um, you notice that you know you, you closed the, the doorway, but you didn't hear because of the animal sounds of someone uh, you know, knocking things over. Um, the, the blueberry troll kid has come back. <laughs> <laughs> And he, he basically just got in here right as you closed the door and he, he was he was kind of huffing and he, he's kind of like, oh, hey, um, I'm so sorry. I was just I wanted to ask you a question, but what's but then the door closed. So I'm just, oh, uh, a tiger came through here and made I all saw this that. mess. I saw that you're the tiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, could, could you help us uh, could, here? Just just pass me that dress. Uh, <laughs> OK, yeah, sure. Um I don't understand. He, he didn't see all the interactions. So he, he goes and picks up a dress. Give me a number between one and six. <laughs> one. Turn into something small. Put him in the picnic basket. You see him shrink. <gasps> and he's a much rounder than normal koala wearing a glittery sequin dress. Oh, are we, are we going to put him in the raccoon bag or into my picnic basket? He starts going. He goes over to, to Luna. He's like, Making noises, <laughs> jumping up and down. You're actually cute now. Use <laughs> one single tear. <laughs> I put him in the picnic basket. Okay, he gets in the picnic basket. And there's ramen in there. Help yourself. He just pulls them out and starts eating ramen. Perfect. Stop doing that. You have food at home. <laughs> he like drops the ramen <laughs> on the floor. And then oh. you see the koala makes like a heart shape in the air and tries to blow a kiss but doesn't have lips at <laughs> Ooh, actually I talked to the koala uh, Ursa talked to the koala and says do you see those mannequins over there looks over nods could you could you also go and grab a piece of clothing from one of the mannequins L- looks at Luna for confirmation as if maybe this would make him look sexy and cool I would love to see one of those on, on you his chest puffs up, and like a koala does, a bunch of brown liquid that is pheromones just appears on his Ew. chest. And he smells very bad, but he's very happy to have heard that. And he crawls out of your bag. Doesn't smell very great. Um, and then he starts to walk into the 
other room. <laughs> the first thing that happens is he gets kind of close to one of the mannequins. And all of you can do a braids check. The first thing that happens. <laughs> Three. Five. Seven. Seven's pretty good. So seven, you notice that like he he kind of gets close to one and he's staying under the table. So he's not like really obvious. He kind of skirts around, goes under the tables. When he goes into the main walkway space in between all the mannequins and kind of goes to pull something off one of the mannequins, the mannequin moves and grabs him immediately. And you see that he kind of goes, squirms and then he slowly turns into a koala mannequin and then is put down beside the other mannequin on the side. I mean, it wasn't one of us and it <laughs> solves the problem with him. So win, win. <laughs> Wearing a beautiful glittery dress. Uh, is it only when he got within like a certain distance of the mannequin? He seems to have gone under tables. And then once he got out from under the tables that were at the edges and was in the moonlight, that's when they, Moved. Okay, so I see that there's tables in yeah. the map now. And there's six mannequins, or there there's five mannequins listed there. How big are these tables? The tables are uh, big enough for someone to crawl under, and they're quite long. Um, they're about five feet, ten feet long, and five feet wide. They're designed to put lots of clo- clothing or, or cloth on it. Could I potentially carry one, ab- like, and hold it above me, the, like, while walking? Yeah, you, you'd have to get towards it and, and pick it up, but you can you can basically try to run to it and, and pick it up and put it over your head. Okay. All right. So, guys, this is what I'm thinking. Um, those tables look like they might make good shields. <laughs> so I'm going to go under one, mm-hmm. and then you guys, and then if I get under the table and I can successfully lift it, you guys also make a dash for it and come under the same table, and then we just walk our way over to the stairs to get up on that balcony. Unless you guys have any better ideas. I mean, what else do we have to lose at this point? And I just like look at the, the <laughs> koala <laughs> mannequin because Luna doesn't know what to feel at this point. You notice that it was crying and that's turned into little plastic on its face. It could be dead. <laughs> it could very well be dead. Wait, does that mean all the other mannequins were people? Do Who I recognize knows? any of the mannequins do a as interns that have disappeared or quit? Do a brains check. <laughs> oh, I'll say that's six. Oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you now realize that one of them is like, that was Deborah. That was Deborah. Deborah syrup cheeks. I miss you. All right. So what should I roll to make a dash for? So it'd be, it would be flight okay, to do so a dash. Seven. Okay. You get under the table. Okay, and then... You see that as you do that, mm-hmm. you can do a brains check from the doors again to see if you notice something. I feel so bad for the, for the original. <laughs> Who's in the wrong place, wrong time? Six. Okay, six is pretty good. I will say you kind of are looking around to see what is possibly causing this, like what's triggering the mannequins. And as you see Ursa go under a table, you see something move up in the ceiling. And then you kind of don't know. It's too dark up there to see exactly what it was. But you do see something move up in the ceiling. And that explains why maybe it's coming from above. Like, that's what's triggering them is something from above. And now, Ursa, you can try to lift this very heavy table. Oh, first, I'm just going to be like, are they coming for me? I think they're safe. Cool. And then uh, that would be Braun? That would be Braun, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> a one. Okay, so what happens here? Oh, no. <laughs> We're not getting out of this. Is room. you pick up the table, but it's far too heavy, and you like st stumble, mm -hmm. and it falls to the side, <gasps> and then you see the mannequins start to move. But they're not beside you. So now we're going to go into order here of, of operations. So the first thing that happens is we have um, <laughs> Ursa knock the table and fall over. You can try to lift it up again next turn if you want or try. Mm -hmm. But it's now on the, on the side. Ursa is close to one mannequin. Um, so uh, This one right here? Yeah, it just starts to move. Okay. Um, what is this here? That's another mannequin. Oh, damn it. Or that, that, that central circle. You don't know, but I'll say actually now that you're in the room and you look up because you're like shit, 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 looking up to see if anything sees you. There is a device. There's like an enchanted, essentially uh, stone, a crystal ball, and it's sitting up at the top and it's seemingly swirling with magic. And you think that may have been what detected you. Then we'll go to just in a circle here. So let's go to uh, Luna. Luna, what do you want to do in this moment as the table crashes and falls? Um... <coughs> I didn't notice the the ball, right? Because you you would unfortunately have not yeah. seen it. No, I'm so small. What can I do? Um, oh, sorry. It's not a crystal ball. It's it's a spindle whirl. So it just do, 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 do. it's like almost uh, creating uh, string, and then you're like, where's that string going? And then you realize it's kind of connecting to the mannequins. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time for a character development moment. <laughs> maybe they got. Actually, a little bit distraught over seeing the koala turn into a mannequin. Okay, fair. Uh, so um, they want to try and like fly towards Luna and kind of try to render not Luna, I mean mm -hmm. Ursa, yeah. and maybe give them some time to try and redirect the mannequin towards them because okay. they can kind of just you know just like fly around. Yeah, they that's have true. more that's true. movement availability than a. You can say just out of range, just, kind of float above them. Yeah, just like so I'm kind of like close that they can maybe focus on me, hopefully. Okay. So you kind of fly in front. Yeah. And then what will Caleb do in this moment? Well, first he's going to comment, oh, when we said use the table like a shield, we didn't mean like in a gunfight. Because <laughs> he watches cop shows. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and you created a barrier for bullets. This <laughs> makes sense. And then he's going to charge over and try and help lift the table because he's got a pretty good roll on that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Strong bunny. It's a D12, so watch me roll a one. Seven. Okay, so you aren't as tall. So what ends up happening is you lift up the table, but it's like... Our Ursa would have to crawl back under on their turn after the mannequins move. This one mannequin is going to try and swipe and grab Ursa. So I'll roll a, uh, this will be a brawn uh, check because it's trying to grab you. Mm -hmm. And it has a D, where's the D10? One. And then I also roll yeah. two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you were able to get just out of out of harm's reach a little bit. And, and you're pushed away, though, from the table. You're kind of getting pushed up against the wall by this one mannequin. So I'm getting pushed this way? Uh, back towards the door. Back towards the door. So you could try to go under. But if you try to go under, you're now going to have to dodge it as it tries to grab you as you run past it. Um, so now we'll go to back to, to Ursa. So Ursa okay. Can I communicate something and then choose yeah, my action? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So just to be clear, m my beard can make me possess a piece of clothing. Yes. The cloche or whatever it's called can do fluids. It can turn fluids into any accessory. Yeah. It can turn fluids into any accessory? Into an accessory, yeah. Can it like 
Spider-Man, like, yeah, fluids. if you can make an accessory that would be Spider-Man E that would let you okay. climb, like a is, scarf, you could do it. And what does the raccoon bag do again? The raccoon bag, <laughs> the raccoon bag lets you be dead for 10 <laughs> seconds. Oh, joy. Um, <laughs> you I have a plan for that for an escape. Excellent. So, Ursa starts shouting at Luna, Luna, use the. The, is it called a cloche? Yeah, the cloche, yeah. Use the cloche. There's a ball on the ceiling that's controlling all the mannequins, and it can see us. So if you make some sort of <laughs> sticky scarf and shoot it to the ceiling, it'll block the view, and then these mannequins will be able to track us. And then okay. after relaying, or while yeah. relaying that information, so if I'm getting pushed towards this way, so I'm getting pushed back? Yeah. I'm going to try and instead of going back towards the table, go this way to dodge under that one. Okay. So let's do another uh, check. This will now be flight versus their bronze. You can use okay. flight. They'll use brawn okay. to see if they can touch you as you pass by them. Okay. Oh, Eight. Oh. <gasps> okay. So how this will work is I'm going to classify this as you get grazed, but you have advantage on the next thing you have to do, which is a brawn, not bronze, sorry, a brawn, sorry, a grit check. So you can roll two dice and take the higher number. 20. Okay. So you get grazed mm -hmm. and it's just like your pinky and you realize that it starts to turn into like, like a mannequin's pinky, but you're able to like get contact away fast enough mm -hmm. that you do not start to transform. And you realize probably what happened with the koala is that it's so small that it was being held for too long and it turned into the mannequin that way so they're trying to grapple you and keep you in place so you can mm. get turned into something that is their turn and you run and you go behind under another table yeah under this table here. perfect so then it goes to the mannequins or then it goes to everyone's turn then the mannequins so we'll go quickly to uh again uh sorry uh in, to luna okay um uh, can i so now that i noticed the thing can mm. i do i guess a brain check to see if the way that it is yeah. detected is actually like if we, if yes. it's not seen, that's it's gonna stop. Yes, for sure. Roll, roll your brain. Shoot like an unending stream of extremely chunky I gold just necklace. I fly there. I don't need to shoot. I have a gold brains. necklace made of liquid of in your bodies. Yes. <laughs> Whatever you want it to. Blood scarf. Blood scarf. Blood scarf. Four. You're uncertain, but probably it seems like worth a try. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Um. Or very pointy earrings to cut all the strings. Yeah, they're very like very almost gossamer invisible strings that you can barely see out of the, uh, with your eyes. But Just if you so you can kind of see them coming from the spindle whirl. Oh, Bra there's actually something coming. Yeah, from you think it? they're connected in some way magically. That's probably how they're moving. Did you just say raw underwear? No, I said bra underwire. That oh, shit stabs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just full on sharpened bra underwire made from your blood. I could just spit on it. I don't have to, <laughs> I don't, I don't have to draw blood. Um, which you don't I'm, have a lot of blood. Is it? Yeah, that's Fair. true. You're like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a very big individual. How much spit do you have? <laughs> that's also an actual, I mean, you know, I can... Give me more. <laughs> You're a hydrated fairy. So I see the strings, right? Yeah. Accessories, right? Yeah, it has to be some form of accessory. accessory. Um, let's see. Accessory that can... There's a lot of accessories that can cut. I'm just so not versed in accessories. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think right now. You know, um, on my way home from our last recording, there was oh. a guy on the SkyTrain who was playing with a butterfly knife that was clearly not a knife and not sharp. It was literally just a fashion accessory that there he was playing go. with like a yo-yo. 
<laughs> For many people, knives are fashion accessories. I don't know why, but there's probably a subset of people out there who would make that argument. Ooh, one of those wallets that when you open it has a, like, you oh, know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like a tool wallet. Like a survivalist type. Yeah, like a tool wallet. <laughs> you, you, you went to the like surplus <laughs> army store for these accessories. Yeah. I mean, they can also just make something and make, they can pick a fucking like tiara and just make it sharp. That's true. You know, just where are we pointy? Very pointy tiara. Specifically yeah. Sailor Moon's tiara. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <gasps> exactly. Okay. Yeah. I'm, okay. s- I'm spitting. <laughs> <laughs> so you you uh, use the power of the collage and you are forcibly kind of like, as then a bunch of spit. <laughs> Why are you so good at that noise? <laughs> <laughs> that was a spit just full, like forms itself in your hand um, as you're like, and then it becomes a, a spit, solid spit tiara. It's somehow hard and crusty. And sharp. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can now use as a weapon, uh, or or to cut the strings. Yeah, I'm try. gonna I'm gonna try and cut the strings. Okay, so make a. Um, this will be a probably f- uh, I'll say flight flight because you need to kind of be <laughs> fast and aiming. Five. Okay, that's enough for you to kind of cut the strings off of one of the mannequins. You see the mannequin that was chasing kind of stop moving, and then you see the spindle go and start reattaching strings. So you realize this is going to delay one mannequin for one round. The other mannequins have all moved this way, like towards the door. So they're all, they've all stopped moving because they don't see another target, it seems. But they have all moved a little closer to that doorway, and, and it is becoming more clustered in that space. But one stops moving. You can kind of do this to delay one of them uh, until they go again. At the end of, then it's Caleb, so let's do, what does Caleb do? I'm going to attack the one that isn't currently connected. Oh, that's a great idea. Okay, roll, roll your attack roll. Uh, Braun. Oh, Braun? Braun, whatever you want to use for attack, actually. Use I thought Braun. it was fight. Oh, fight. I've fight, fight. Sorry. Use fight, use fight. Fight's the one. Fight's my d20. Three! You just experienced something very disturbing, which is you, I assume, pull out, like, a small knife or something, like, whatever <laughs> you have, and you, like, slash at the leg, and you see the mannequin bleeds, and then you, <gasps> like have that happen and then you I assume scutter back under the table yes <laughs> right I forgot they're people <laughs> uh, and then you see reconnects all the strings but it doesn't seem to know that it's been uh, slashed um, the only person visible at this moment is Luna and you see all the mannequins stop moving and stay in their position why aren't they going after Luna it's a good question what do you do Ursa <laughs> Um, the, did Ursa see like the mannequin strings getting cut? Yeah, they kind of cut and then reconnect by the spindle wheel. Ursa, okay, there's like clothes in this room, right? There are some clothes on the tables. Uh, Is there any like large scarves? Uh, not scarves. These are like dresses and showroom pieces. Sure. Um, is there like a large... There's cloth. There's bolts of cloth. Sure. Like a... Oh, it has to be a piece of clothing though. Is there like a large skirt? Like very like... Yeah. I'm just looking for a large piece of fabric, but it has to be a cloth. Yes. Yes. I possess it. Or you're under a table and you just go... Yeah. You just go... Yeah. And then I... Um... And it, it can go at the, the speed that I can go at. So I yeah. just like float towards the ceiling because I want yeah. to like block the view. Yeah. Um, and then I guess they had already stopped moving. So I don't know if it works or not. Yeah, you don't know. You're, okay. just, you're just seeing through this yeah. cloth. like. <sighs> oh, and then I guess if I'm seeing through the cloth, what, what do I see as I get closer to the ball? You see that the spindle whirl, which has this sort of, again, ball in it, this mm-hmm. uh, crystal ball. Uh, inside the crystal ball is like ghostly images of 
like things moving around and you're like that's a little strange it's uh, the souls <laughs> of the mannequins <laughs> what uh and then the spindle whirl is just continuing to create string to reattach to them oh okay and have it seems i blocked very... the view you've blocked the crystal ball a little bit yes mm-hmm. it it seems like it's it's you're at least in the way of mm-hmm. it looking directly down okay and then it goes to uh luna do not like those revelations <laughs> What? No. Titania is a very ethical business and there's nothing wrong. I don't think they would like know much about enchantments, so I can't even really. So the uh, Ursa's body is just under the table. And then where is Caleb? Caleb's under another table. Uh, Right, (laughs) under another table. Um... And all the mannequins have stopped moving. They don't seem to be attracted to you. Yeah. I wonder if it's the raccoon. He's like in the hive mind of the mannequins. The raccoon. No, sorry, the koala. The koala <laughs> boyfriend is in the hive mind of the mannequins. Like, no, we don't attack this one. <laughs> I was thinking more towards maybe the staff card. Oh, I was wondering if but... they only attack things that are on the floor if oh. you're flying. These are all very good options. That but I, I do love you. your. I do love <laughs> your. <laughs> you see in the in the in the crystal ball no. like a, a blueberry troll soul. It's like <laughs> floats past the 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 glass and makes yeah, a little heart. heart. <laughs> it's like that scene in Hercules, all the spirits yeah, yeah. swirling, <laughs> and he's just like heart going by. <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't see the point of trying to cut the strings again. If they keep reattaching. Also, if the strings are what's potentially connecting them to their souls, yeah, what could be the long-term effect? I was also thinking about that. I don't know if I... Uh, I don't know what the hell is going on there. You also start to recognize more of the souls, like the people that are here that are interns. you got you got Syrup Cheeks, Georgie Everteen. Um, <laughs> a lot of interns are young. <laughs> uh, leftover spinach. Um <laughs> You're starting to notice all of them. That was a bit like... Can I do another look around the room for... I feel like it doesn't need any other devices. I feel like it can be just self-contained because it's magic. Mm -hmm. Right now, our main issue is that we need to get to that balcony. And so it seems like you can get to it fine. But Caleb and Ursa need cover. And I'm just trying to figure out, like... And you know that the cloth is covering the glow, the orb in the ceiling right now. So I'm just, I guess you could investigate the, the koala mannequin. <laughs> See if there's lights in his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Or you could fly up to the balcony and see what's there or something like that. Let's check on the koala man. <laughs> okay. You fly over to the koala. Please do... Um, a grit check. It's a two. I'll do a charm check. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a D4. It's a two. So, you feel nothing from this koala. You truly think this koala may have died. <gasps> but you don't know. You don't know if you're responsible for the death oh of my man's God. son. <laughs> Doesn't sound like they feel nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, you feel something. Yeah. You feel maybe guilt that you took this koala's, now eventual koala's virginity. 
only to have him turn into a mannequin. <laughs> I guess I could maybe try and do I have I well I mean like I would probably make get um realize that the floating clo- cloth yeah is not a random floating cloth no you'll see you see that Ursa, Ursa is like on the ground like fate like eyes open mouth like agape just drooling and going ah. how, how can she like can she just go back on um just wish it to go back to repossess her own body or how does it work um, it, I believe, let me double check my, <laughs> what I said here. Uh, you can return to your body after connecting or possessing a piece of clothing. Uh, while you're connected, you're catatonic and immobile. Okay. I'm thinking I could fly and maybe just hold the cloth and tell Orsa to yeah. go the fuck back into her own body. Yeah. That's an option in case you go up and hold up the cloth. Okay. And then uh, going to Ursa, I assume you then go into your body after it's being held up. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so now the request is to Ursa and Caleb. It's now being held up. Do you leave the tables? Well, it's Caleb's turn first. That's true. Caleb. <laughs> Caleb sticks one furry little hand out from under the table and holds his middle finger up in the direction of <laughs> the, uh, yeah. the, the thingy. Nothing moves. Caleb slowly sticks his head out from underneath and looks up to the thing. Nothing moves. Caleb stands fully next to the table. And nothing moves. Runs for the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you get to the stairs. Um, are you going up the stairs? Ursa, are you following? Or are you staying under the table? Uh, Ursa also slowly creeps out from under the okay. table. Do you follow behind or are you going up the stairs at the same time? Oh, if nothing moves, then Ursa also goes up the stairs. Okay, so going up the stairs at the same time, getting up to the top of the stairs, you realize that the cover of this thing is really hard to do when you're up on the stairs. So when you get to the top, the mannequins start moving again because oh. it's harder to kind of block line of sight. They start to come towards the stairway. Um, and then is there a door? But there is a door here, and there is a small like con- magical console that has a key card reader. Is it the same key card? Fuck! <laughs> Lula, we might need a new key card. Go get it fast. <laughs> uh, can I try or, and look? Or actually, maybe it's easier. Luna, you can, can look from above there if you want. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can also possess again and like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it, the problem right now is that, isn't it that like it's not covering yeah, the not, side view? Yeah, not covering the side view. This could be a situation for an explosion that knocks out a staircase. Up to you guys. It's in the rec- Do you have the raccoon canister? <laughs> it's in the raccoon. You reach something out of the bag? What, what, what else okay. is in there? Yeah. So who's going to reach into the bag? Ursa does. Okay, please do uh, a... Do a... We're going to kill those... Check. We're going to kill those fucking mannequins. Ten. Okay. Um... I'm just going to tell you, uh, <laughs> so now you have, you don't have to do this with disadvantage. Uh, roll a flight, uh, flight check. Seven. Okay. You dodge the high heels that are also <laughs> in the bag. <laughs> That's what I was afraid of. <laughs> so you don't turn into a tiger. Sweet. And you pull out the canister. Okay. Um, we either need something flammable or to throw it really, really, really hard. Okay. So while you pull it out, Caleb, what do you do before the mannequins move a little closer? Huh. Um, look around to see if there's anything I could like block the stairs with. Mm, the tables, but they're down there. So you'd have to run back down and get closer to the mannequins. Oh. 
Doesn't seem like a good idea. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to just wait and see? Wait, is there like any... Because you can travel through dust, right? Yeah, but it was pretty random. There's a chance oh, of going somewhere right, you don't want to. Right, yeah. right, never mind. Um, what does Luna do? Um, I'm still, uh, I'm holding a cloth, right? Yeah, you're kind of holding it. It's hard to angle it correctly now that you're up there. You're very small too, so you're, it's harder to block the side view with just your body. I mean, like, there's no point then that since they're moving, so I might as well try and, I'll try the card that, get the key card, see if there's a key card in here. Sure, I can just try it, because I was going to see if I can see if that card will work. Yeah, Without, a reminder like, that you can also use the keys. If you want to use one of the keys to bypass something, you can use one of your keys. Every every key that you got from the from the three people, they can be used to bypass security once, and you don't uh, get to use their power again. Oh, we don't get to use the power again? No, yeah. it's an exchange. Let me take a look first. Okay, do a brains. We are on a timer, but... Do a brains to see what you see. Seven. Okay, so seven is enough to notice that by the koala's body, the security were given key cards to access like the first rooms in case they ever needed to go in there so they can get into this room. Mm -hmm. And there's a key card by it. I'm going to try and pick it up. Yeah, you can grab it. <laughs> I, part, so, of me, part of me wants to just bring the mannequin with us. Oh, that should also be important. Actually, the koala is moving with the other mannequins. So... Oh. so. Literally, it's all the mannequins plus the koala. And I will say that the koala, because it's better at climbing, is like climbing oh. up the sides of, oh, the, no. of the balcony. Oh, so no point blowing yeah, out no the stairs. Yeah, no point blowing up the stairs. Yeah. So, so you pick up the, 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 um, security, the key security card. Um, it only works for going through certain rooms. Mm -hmm. So um, you're like, okay, whatever. This will get us through. Because even the security can't go into certain places or further in at a certain point. So... You grab it, and as you're going up, you see the koala has, like, climbed up and is going to jump onto the balcony and try to attack one of these two people. So let's do one uh, roll. I'll roll a d4, um, even odd. So who wants to be even? Who I'll be, be even. Odd? Okay, even. So you see the koala tries to do a drop bear attack on <laughs> uh, Ursa's face. And we'll roll again. Um, or fight. This would be fight versus fight. Seven. Oh, I'm, there's no way. <laughs> unless, you, unless you get a sepsis in you. No. So this one jumps, grabs your arm. Um, I will roll. Actually, I'll roll a d4. So you're going to use one of your limbs to try and block the koala. Uh, please tell me which number you would like for which limb. Uh, one and two are arms, three and four legs. So it jumps on your right leg and you see your right leg starts to turn into a mannequin leg. Uh. Then you kick it off. And now your right leg has become a mannequin leg. So it doesn't really move. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're limping a bit. Um, but then you kick the koala off and it goes like off the balcony <laughs> and like crunches on the ground oh and kind of breaks God. a little bit. Um, like just kind of, you know, the it looks like it was damaged as it hit the ground, but it is it is no longer up there. And then you fly up. Uh, Luna with the key card, swipe it, and you see the doors go chink and open, and then the mannequins all stop moving and go back to their respective places, including the koala, including the koala who's now going so and then creepy. moving slowly, injured. I hate everything about. That. <laughs> and the doors open. <laughs> I say we proceed safely through the doors. Yeah. I limp towards the door <laughs> with your mannequin leg. 
And you have one more key card. Uh, it's a security key card if you'd like to have that on somebody. Mm-hmm. I have an idea to try. Hey, so, so, wondering if all this transformation magic works the same way. What if you try touching these shoes and then take them off again? Ooh, yeah, let's do, wait, let's do that in the next room so we don't accidentally <laughs> fall backwards into this room and trigger the mannequins. Okay, so you walk into the next room, and then as you walk into the next room, you, you pull, I'll say... The wait, in, what do we see in. in the next room before I commit to being a sexy okay. tiger? So you go into this space here, and you see a factory floor. This space is designed to make clothes. It literally just makes um, outfits that are sold by... A Titania's fashion brand. What appears to be in this room is a set of stairs that goes down to the factory floor, and then a like a conveyor belt that has uh, other mannequin pieces, just the body parts, not the full mannequins, that are basically coming up out from the ground and then wrote going do 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 around the room. And on the side are a series of large tables, and those tables are being worked on by a army of mice that are all sewing and putting things together and making clothes. Um, from the ceiling, you see these, you also see birds. They're bringing materials to different mice as they're kind of making different clothes for Titania's fashion industry. Um, immediately, Caleb's like, this is so against the rules. <laughs> like, what? Non-unionized mice. And then um, you also see, however, that every so often, like, a mouse is really tired. It's old. Maybe it, it can't keep up with the work. And then you see this enchanted scarf come over and pick up the mouse or the bird, because both can have that happen, and go over to a thing that says mouse hospital, but it actually says furnace, and they cross that out. And then they just goes whoop, into a chute. And then they go and get a baby mouse and put it on the factory floor. Is it just one scarf? Uh, there's a horde. There's like <gasps> five enchanted scarves that are going around and picking up either people who are too old, don't work hard enough, or die on the factory floor for some reason. And then they put them in the mouse hospital. It's called Mouse and Bird Hospital. You know, Caleb, doing this pro bono is starting to pay off more and more. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, as a dust bunny, you get included into a lot of birds and mouses' nests, and I could never get any of them to talk to me about it, and I, I can kind of see why that is now. Yeah. And you see that there's one uh, side. So once the clothes are made completely and they're finished by the mice and birds, there is a magical portal upon which the outfit is transported into that space. Let's just blow up the whole factory. (laughs) We've got to get us onto that portal, would be my guess. You notice that the clothes are transported, yeah. and, And the clothes and mannequins actually are transported together. Would it be being transported... Like, do we have any idea of where they would be being transported to? Actually, the only person who would know that is Luna. And Luna knows that these are transported to the vault section because then they are sorted and sent out to other parts of the factory or, um, you know, uh, shared for other purposes. And is it the conveyors going there? Yeah, but only the clothes and the mannequin transport, whatever the mannequin is wearing and the mannequin itself. Okay, so the implication being that if we stood on top of it, we wouldn't be transported. It's supposed to only transport clothes and whatever's wearing the clothes. Do we ever see, like, a mouse getting close to it and, like, getting transported or not transported? Um, You see any mice that get close to it start to have bad health effects and then get transported (laughs) to the mouse and bird hospital. Oh, no. How do we convince mice to unionize? 
<laughs> that's that's what that was my thought. As you guys are coming into this room now, looking out over the balcony, you see a little mouse kind of come. He's walking on the on the space. He's wearing like little, uh, like poor British boys' clothes, and he's just walking over, and he sees y'all, and he goes, "What y'all? What what's going on? What's happening? What? Oh my! Oh big guys! Oh we're uh, we're we're here preventing a robbery. Hi, I'm I'm the shift clerk. I was recently promoted." Name's Bobbert. Hi. Uh, are you here to work? Uh, should I get you a position on the floor? There's, there's a free... You know, my uncle just died, and he's available. That space is available. It's right by the, the, the string. It's really nice. Oh, uh, sure, sure. Yeah, it's been a lifelong dream of mine to work uh, in this in, in this factory, unlike these other two who, who have nothing to do with uh, the company. Oh, you're just here to... Are, in, oh, we're, are you inspect? If you're inspectors, we're... Actually, my uncle didn't die, and it's been really great here, and I'm having a great time. Oh no, you you I'm 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 definitely not undercover boss season three. Um, we, we're, those definitely aren't cameramen, and uh, uh, uh where, where, where? look around looking for cameramen. <laughs> Well, that's why you can't see them because they're that good th- oh my God. these days. Except that they're not because they're not here because that's not what this is. But uh, yeah. But uh, if you yeah. wanna if you wanna give me that level of trust, yeah. Then uh, okay, okay. Do a charm roll. <laughs> yes, D four. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see it. Four. So you explode. Roll again. Add add. Oh. Yeah. Four. Roll again. Eight. <laughs> it's eight total. Oh my god. 12, oh, roll again. again. Roll again. That's kind of how this character's been, like, be deliberately uncharming and it succeeds. 16, roll again. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wow. Okay, yeah, 17. 17. But little did we know that D4 only had fours. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the mouse kind of goes, oh, right, winks very hard. <laughs> of course, not to Tanya. Um, would you like a, I know you always, we always give people, um, you know, cool lemonade, cucumber spritzes. This is something we do here. So I'll get, um, I'll get my boys to go and, hey boys! Just like yells at the the factory. We need a cucumber lemonade spritzer! And you see a bunch of mouse kind of bikes go over and they go into this, this freezer section. And you see that they're like putting on winter clothes to go and get <laughs> lemonade. And then they, several of them have hypothermia when they come out and they oh bring a little God. cup and they put the cucumber slices in it and some mint. And then you see that this, they bring it over and they give it to the, the little, little mouse. And he goes, there we go. Yeah. Cucumber, cucumber lemonade spritzer for all of you. I mean, unless I have to get others, because I can send more people in, but I do have to mark them if they, you know, have a non-related workplace stress. I'm okay. Okay, you don't want a lemonade spritzer? No. Oh, no they, one? they looked pretty cold. I wonder if uh, they, they, they could get warmed up a little bit in that hospital over there. You know what? They actually probably will. Uh, I've been told that it's a great place. Like, I've never been, but uh, we were. it was a big deal when they were like, we're not going to, you know, do furnace anymore. We're going to do a hospital. And I was like, that's cool. That's awesome. This is why we don't do unions, because we were taught that if you just like, you know, if you if you don't do that, then the company will will give you will put invest the money in other things like a hospital. And, and, and what did you do during the construction? I work 
worked. I was two years old, and I worked on the factory floor. I was recently actually, uh, you come on down, I'll show you. I was recently promoted. He starts to walk you to, down to the lower floor of the factory. I meant, I meant, I meant uh, construction of the hospital. There must have been a layover between when it was a furnace oh, and when it was a hospital. No, no, no. It was, a, it was a very fast transition. They just took him like a couple days. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah, I was actually really quite, I mean, that's, again, efficiency. Another reason why we don't unionize, we were taught that efficiency is really important. And if you, if you, if you don't unionize, things stay efficient. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so how do we leverage this into... <laughs> they believe you are Tatiana. You leverage it however you want. <laughs> <laughs> the horror of everyone else watching these mice accept their fate. Come down, sit down. They give you a little, make you sit at a little table, work table. I'm imagining um, like, like leaf fans and like grapes being fed. Yeah, <laughs> it starts to happen. A bunch of like appetizers. So uh, I'll introduce you to the different workers. We've got, we got Small Pete. Small Pete over there looks at, points at this giant eagle. That's one of the enforcers. Uh, actually, uh, important part of the business. Uh, keeps the birds all working hard. Uh, and that's that's big big Paul. And points at uh, a cat that's like sitting on, <laughs> on like the top no. of the portal, just watching everyone. That is good. Um, good. Good to know that you're you're very safe and well watched over here. Yeah, yeah. They also help us if we ever need anything. Like if someone broke a bone, they bring them to the hospital. Um, it's really helpful. Now I'm wondering if uh, just just to get a full understanding of the process here, would you be able to uh, knit garments around us? Oh, yeah, we could totally, I mean, it's a little off, uh, not normal. I mean, I just, I mean, maybe this is something you just want to do, like show off that we want to show you how good the, 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 how efficient we are, like how awesome we're at making garments. We We'd like clothes. to see the process of the conveyor belt. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you want to put your assistants, uh, I mean, not your assistants, totally not your assistants at all, that don't work. Wait, I know, I think I know one of you. I know you. No, they're not assistants. They don't work here. Wait, that or one, well, though. They work I'm here now. Luna. This one came through once. I think so. Wait, what's your name? You worked for the for the spider lady, right? I've never been in this room ever in my life. I don't know what you're talking I about. I could swear. I could swear. Do a charm. Are you talking about my cousin? Oh, your cousin? My cousin, Puma. Puma? Puma. Puna. 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 Okay. My cousin, Puna. No, I remember. Well, you know what? The thing is, we die really fast. So, like, maybe they was they were here before I took over the job. Maybe, I think, you know, I think you're on Okay, I've never heard about you. Okay, well, it's fine. Well, yeah, we could totally take your assistants that are totally not assistants. We could give them clothes, if you want. Show you how the process works. Yeah, yeah, that's, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, for sure. Okay, okay. Um, so, uh, I just got a uh, big Paul. Big Paul. And you see the cat comes down and goes, what? What is what's going on? Why am why why me here? And then it's like, oh, we just need to we just need to put a clothing on them. Uh, I think this is Titania. Um, or not Titania? Sorry, this is a not our boss who wants to, you know. And you see, looks at you with like a glare. Okay, interesting. But okay, go put the clothes put the clothes on them. Let's see what happens. Um, just sort of watches with like making now keeping an eye on all of you. Ursa's on the conveyor belt. <laughs> First, like swings the mannequin leg over, and then I think when I see your mannequin leg, I just follow you. Okay. Okay. Flashbacks to Claus. yeah. I'm like uh, I can't lose another one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you all get on the on the conveyor belt, and you see the mouse starts to go. Okay, yeah, we got a, a big bear here. Now, um, I'm thinking bikini. 
maybe a little bit of flur- fluff. Uh, and then we got a little, little, oh, beautiful, beautiful fairy. Um, single? Um, uh, Pixie, actually. Pixie, single? <laughs> <laughs> I got a good job, just saying. You could say that. Hi, <laughs> them. Yeah. Uh, as of a few minutes ago. Oh, wow. Okay, interesting, interesting. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll get set you up. Something pretty, something big, big ball gown, maybe. Something, something fancy. But you're wearing a nice gown now, but I can make you something even better. I know that. Can something try, yeah? Okay, okay. Uh, bikini! And you see they uh, this set of, of uh, mice just come together, start fashioning swimwear for a bear. Uh, and they you see they start to sew the outfit and then place it on you as you're on the, the conveyor belt. Okay. And you see he goes, Okay, now when you get to the end, just step off, because if you go into the portal like this, whole mess of business... Uh, and then they go to the pixie and they start to design another ball gown to replace your current ball gown. <laughs> it's like extra. Uh, and you see that in the process, the, the mouse doesn't give you his number because he doesn't have a cell phone, um, <laughs> but instead gives you his address. <laughs> it's like, it's his address, just his spot on the, the factory yeah, floor. Yeah, it's his spot on the factory floor. It's like workstation 52. <laughs> table five and and sews it into the like front of your dress like inside so if you were to like p- pull out your your bra you would see it inside there that is the creepiest way to remember <laughs> it was, it's somewhere that no one else would see so it's like hidden it's just for for, for just, luna just for luna's just for Lu- yeah um, i mean that's perfect luna luna's not great with phones yeah, yeah <laughs> maybe this is the reason you didn't work out with the blueberry troll they were too into phones. <laughs> and this mouse is not. Um, they were notedly into outdated phones that uh, went bankrupt. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so as you're coming around the edge, though, uh, at the moment, Caleb is not being dressed up unless you've requested to be dressed up. Did you want to get also dressed up? Yeah, yeah. Why don't Why, why don't we do me too? I I, I, oh. I could I could use a new outfit. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we could. Uh, what do you want? Um, like anything in particular? Oh, you know, uh, uh, I could do with a double-breasted overcoat with a good waistband. Okay, okay, we can do that. We can do that. Um, color, any special color? Taupe. Okay, taupe. You see, opens a book of references <laughs> for fashion because he doesn't know what it is. I'm new, so it's kind of very... Okay, taupe. Okay, taupe. We'll do taupe. We'll do taupe. Um, and you don't... You sure you don't want, like, a different color? Standing out's not really my thing. What? Look at you. Oh, because you're in. Ah, because you're trying to. Ah, look. Okay. Not like the. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Okay. Get on. Uh, You see, they they start to give you like a very extra taupe outfit. Like they're they're putting way more effort into your outfit than their outfits. (laughs) Um, And then as you come around, you see that Earth is going to go through the portal first. So you see they start to yell. Okay, bear. Come on. Step off. What? Step off! The, no, you gotta step off. You're getting closer. What? You gotta step, step off. What? You see that the cat kind of comes over. Okay, get off. This is time to get off. What? No, it starts to claw at your leg. Which one? <laughs> the, the mannequin leg. I don't feel it. <laughs> well, actually, you do. It bleeds. Uh, what are you doing to my leg? No, no, get, get off. Get Why off. Why are you hurting my leg? Get off. And you see, he's now cr- like holding onto your leg as you're going through the through the portal. Um, and I think the first thing that will happen here is if you just stay on, mm-hmm. uh, let's do an opposed fight check, but they have a very low fight because they're a cat. Yeah, three. I'm a panda bear. We're not known for fighting. Four. You are able to 
stay on the thing and like feign ignorance. Um, Why are you attacking me? No, you got to get get off. Get you get need off. to get off. And then you see, kind of <laughs> like has to let go at the last moment as Ursa, Ursa teleports through. Uh, you see one of the mouse goes, oh no, no, and hits a red button, and you see the whole like factory stops, and then you see the giant eagle pick up that mouse and say, no, stop working, and then throws them into the, <laughs> the mouse hospital, and then goes back to his spot, and you see, oh dear, okay, I'll have to get a new one on, on session five. Uh, Oh yeah, we got we gotta stop. Sorry, your your friend went through the portal. This is a hole, and then uh, where's the portal? Oh no, Lu- the... Uh, totally not, Luna. We need to we need to jump through there and rescue her. The, no, 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 it can go the, through. Is the portal still active? It's still active. The other conveyor belt stop. No, my friend, and I just fly into the portal. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> okay, and this then... is our responsibility. We gotta take care of this. So don't don't even try and stop me. I'm 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 totally not in charge here, but I am taking responsibility, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna go after her. What? It's <laughs> very confused. But you rolled so high on your on your check that they aren't gonna do anything, unlike the other people. And you just leap through. Um, <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> and just get on into the vault. Um, they are mice. Not not known to be. Well, no. No, they are actually. Yeah. They're if you hadn't rolled a freaking seventeen to charm <laughs> someone after exploding four times in a row. Yeah, the cat and the. Eagle may have been more resistant to you walking around and messing around with stuff. But they were like, okay, I guess you're the boss. And you arrive in the vault. So the vault here is is actually very extensive and kind of maze-like. You you had you saw all your keys activate when you went through. Like that was basically how you were able to pass through. And um, it isn't until all of you get through into the portal that you all arrive at once, and that's because you were stuck in limbo until every key was in the portal with you. Does that mean the keys are now spent and they can't work no, anymore? No, but okay. they, you just had to uh, have them on you as you went okay. through. This whole space is a mixture of a huge, ostentatious, expensive like walk-in closet and a forest. It is fey foliage and plant life that is also holding a vast array of different types of outfits, clothing, and accessories. Um, You can actually follow what appears to be like uh, snails that are just like moving large mine carts filled with clothes, or like like not mine carts, but like trolleys like with clothes on them. And they're just like slowly moving them through the vault, eventually turning around. You see one with a hat that's like a trucker hat, just like moving. And that's what you see, this maze of, of different objects. You're uh, Also, if you've increased the suspicion by one, but only because you triggered the alarm in the uh, other room, but then you don't get suspicion because you were hidden boss <laughs> trying to get into the other space. So that was pretty pretty brilliant. But yeah, you just see these these snails. And is there any like glittering in the distance? Do we hear like the sound of... <laughs> chimes and angels from one particular direction no you hear a lot of snails singing work songs but they're doing like mining songs but for clothes like like in snow white (laughs) yeah like snow white seven dwarves but instead of singing about getting gems they're like singing about picking up bags and and sunglasses 16 Uh, stitches and what do you get (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah 
if you guys remember that YouTube video where it's like shoes. Yeah, it's it's weird shoes. stuff like oh that. Oh my god, shoes. Oh my shoes. god, shoes. Yeah, they're going that. They're going, oh my god, shoes. Oh my god, purse. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, shoes. Oh my god, purse. Oh my god, shoes. Oh my god, pants. Oh my god, shoes. Just like that's the this weird song. These are the work songs that they're singing. It's like a Luna, can you like fly up and see if there's anything like if you can see the the shoes? It's like a maze, so it's um, it's literally like uh, halls halls of clothing and, and it's not closet like a spaces. hedge maze where like you can just have no. one person from above tell you where to go. Okay, cool. No. Caleb licks the snail to see if he gets high. Uh, the snail kind of stops and goes, "Dude, no, I'm not. It's not break time yet. What's? <laughs> I mean." Hi. Hi, do dinner first. Yeah, exactly. Does Caleb see sparkling or hear angels anywhere? No. <laughs> My name's Loquacious D. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> What's your name, weirdo? <laughs> not Titania. Okay. Hi, what? Oh, weird. Hi, not Titania. Can I call you NT or not T or T? I don't know what to call you. What? Oh, whatever. It's like, my name's normal. Your name? I don't know what's going on. I like NT. NT? Okay, I'll call you NT. What, what are you? Why do you have a bikini? The panda slowly removes the bikini. <laughs> Dude, no. Don't get naked in front of me. I'm not... Again, this is not break time. Uh, well, well, we have this really impl- important delivery of uh, workplace conduct violations. You're the workplace conduct violation. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Where's the delivery? Is that a new clothing piece? Is it like a gla- pair of glasses? It's it's uh it's a bikini crumpled up on the floor next to the person who was just wearing it. Oh, oh, it's like okay, that's okay. I'll put it on the hanger. It's a performance piece. Okay, I'll pu- I'll put it on the hanger. You see that their mouth opens far too wide, and they pick it up, and then it kind of and then out of their mouth on their tongue. It's now on a hanger, and they put it on top of a little, like, rack. I knew a lady once who could do that. <laughs> I know many guys and ladies who can do that. Again, you should come to break time. Where's the break room? Um, wherever you want it to be. <laughs> but it really depends on the time. It's not break time yet. It's about the time, not the location. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> time, not the location. I've had break time all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally a puddle of break time, like yeah, three turns back that way. Uh, there's a puddle over there. Break time. Other break time on the ceiling. I'll never look at snails the same way again. <laughs> so like. So where are you guys transporting all this stuff? Um, we just transport them into the different hallways and the cl- like cabinet spaces where we've got all the different clothes. Uh, that Tanya brings in through the factory. Um, I mean, I'm one of the clothing snails. We've also got like the dead mouse snails and the other transport snails that like move around and bring things places. Can you give us a tour? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really care. But uh, I mean, I, again, it's not break time, so I can just walk to yeah, where I'm going. Yeah, okay. you're just performing your duties so well. Uh, thanks, thanks. Loquacious D. What's your name? <laughs> Tuna. 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 Yeah. That, that's a cool name, actually. I like that. That's a good name. That's fun. I don't know what the bear's name is again. It didn't, t- it didn't tell me. It's Bikini. It's Bikini? Yeah. Oh. Well, that makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, it's there. 
Okay, well, uh, I'm gonna I'm going down this way. Uh, we gotta go around the vault area and. Uh, I like that the implied world building is that like everyone outside of the vault is like constantly on edge, really stressed. All of like like people are super suspicious. There's like traps everywhere, but once you get in the vault, it's just a whole bunch of horny stoner snails. Like super high, and she's just like, I don't have to worry because they're inside the vault. They're never gonna leave, and they're never gonna steal anything. Yeah, they just have to. As long as she just keeps providing break time. <laughs> no questions asked. It's also free to provide break time. Yeah. No, the time, not a location. <laughs> not an object. You can't buy break time. No, exactly. It's, it's a gift. It's a gift. <laughs> she, she just came across a cult and relocated them to her vault. <laughs> Isn't that like Willy Wonka and the Oompa Loompas? Yeah, like pretty same much. Idea. Same vibe. Just yeah. a lot more stoned and horny. When you see they start to move this this large um, like thing of clothes just walking through. Uh, it takes you a, a while, like 15 minutes. But eventually, um, I will say that you kind of get to an area that has a little more security. And, and I assume you want to you ask him like what it is. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, um, so if you go west, that's again, like the furnace and the stuff. And if you go east, is east? It's right. It's that way. Um, it's that way is the, is like a more, like there's a big uh, vault thing you can't go into. So it's like, you can't even have break time in there. That's the one place I have a break time. <laughs> have you never been tempted to try? I mean, always it sounds been, like a challenge. I've always been tempted, but like you can't get in without like special keys. It's really, it's a lot of work. Have you ever heard of those glow worms that line the tunnels that, like from the ceiling and they just like hang down and they're glowing and drippy but it looks like starlight yeah that's how we're born (laughs) (laughs) have you ever thought that it's maybe in that vault you're not allowed into no i know where we're born because like i go there all the time for breaks (laughs) 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 but but like no i never i don't think it's in there what do you think's in, in the vault oh i think i know what's in there like we we can't like someone had to bring in actually one snail he's famous his name is Loquacious T. <laughs> What's Loqua- he famous for? Well, he had break time in the vault. Oh. It was because he had to bring in Isn't like a pair. Isn't that your name? No, I'm Loquacious D. And they're Loquacious T. Oh, P. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, they had break time there because they had to bring in a pair of shoes that were really, really expensive. And then I, they had to leave after that. But it, they had like a little bit of break time and it was legendary. Like, we talked about it all the time. <laughs> Could you bring us to that vault? I just want to bask in that story. <laughs> well, I gotta transport this stuff this way, but like, I'll, I guess I could do a little like Yui and it's like go that way. So, like, he brings you closer to it and then he's like, I gotta go this way, but this is the vault. And you see this giant door that has um, three nebulous shapes for keys. They aren't like regular key shapes, they just appear to be kind of nebulous in some form, like uh, depressions. He goes, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go because almost break time. And <laughs> well, well, well Can't hey miss friend, that. if we were to tell you that uh, we might have access to some keys, would uh, you gather up your mates for the most epic break time ever inside the uh, in, in, inside the secret vault? Well, but we could get in trouble. But me, I mean, if you're gonna go in there, maybe I could like come in. Like I'd totally join you for break time. Well, I mean, I just thought a bigger crowd would be. Uh, 
uh, uh, oh, it's just hard to get everyone because like we're all over the place and like sometimes we like work and we like don't see each other until break time <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just really hard like i don't know where anyone is like like loquacious q could be somewhere else and i was i haven't seen my friend terrence weird name i know and terrence is like i haven't seen him for a couple months but I think because he works in like a different part of like the vault and is a long way away, like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, who else is nearby? Uh, this fucker Rudy. That's <laughs> his full name. <laughs> wait, 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 is Rudy a fucker or is, is, is your friend's name this fucker Rudy? His name is this fucker Rudy. Uh, but I don't know. He may be on break time. <laughs> oh, really? You can't interrupt another sales break time? No, no. It's really important. We respect each other's like break time here. Well, if you want to stick around, I guess. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll just like put this over here for a second. He like puts the thing into the cor- and no corner. Just like his little cart. Why would we use a rhythm snail with that? <laughs> I want to see what break a time fall is. guy? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, they they open the vault. The shoes are empty, and it's just one snail having break time. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing was just you to introduce you to the snails. I thought it would be easier to like make the crime a little bit missed if like the place was unexplicably swarmed by snails. I, yeah, you're gonna definitely swarm a bunch of stoner snails that barely uh, <laughs> interact with each other. That's how that works. Yeah, you, you can put your keys. Do you want to try put the keys in the door? You are outside the vault at the moment. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You put the the raccoon up, and you see the shape, the nebulous shape, turns into a dead raccoon shape to put the raccoon in the depression. Uh, you put the kalosh again; it fits the kalosh to put inside, and you take the beard, and it it turns into the shape of a beard. You put it inside, and then you see the vault unlock. The keys can come off. Inside, you see the snail kind of go in and go. Fuck yeah! Okay, break time. And you see, he takes off his shell. He takes off his shell. <laughs> yeah, he takes off his shell, and he just starts like jiving and kind of jiggling and kind of going. We should totally dance. I like have a lot of psychoactive flowers, and he like pulls out a bunch of this colorful from flowers from where? From, from his inside, shell. from his shell. Yeah, oh. inside the shell. Um, and then he just starts vibing while you come into the room. Um, uh, I'm going to tell my friends so much about this. Andrew, you fucking loser. I'm going to tell you. I'll tell you so hard. Is Andrew, you fucking loser, his whole name? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then um, you you see this beautiful space. It's, It's this big circular area. And at the top is a cage that is actually surrounded. It's like a cage of, um, plant life of, of vines and things that are surrounding an object. You can just see through gaps and it's these beautiful slippers. It's up on the ceiling. And so it's hard to get to, you'd have to, it's hard to climb to. And the walls here are rounded. They're kind of like curved and rounded. So it's, it's not really easy to climb up to the cage itself either. There are, uh, so there's a circle of doors that go to other parts of the vault in here. And the room is is then also filled with these patches of flowers that shift between different colors. They're never staying one color at a time. There are three areas, these circles, where flowers do not grow. They're just sort of uh, soil, just, just soil on the ground, which are empty. And one has two stones that are directly adjacent to each other. 
one has two stones directly opposite each other and one has three stones that are equidistant from each other in a circle. And you see that the snail kind of goes as he's vibing and now taking his flowers. Yeah, it's the, oh yeah, that's the, that's the thing I was told about. Like, that's the, that's the cage. It's really cool. It's like some weird, it's got some weird vibe. You gotta enter, open it in some weird way. He starts doing body rolls. Can we uh, get in on some of those psychoactive <laughs> flowers? Uh, sure, man. Yeah, it's break time after all. Here you go. What do you want? What do you want? Kiss of death. Fuck my mom. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take uh, two two kisses of death and uh, one of the fuck my mom. Okay, here you go. It pulls out of two flowers. One is white as snow, kiss of death, and one is a little pink. I'm going to rip them up into little pieces and put them in his goop as close to the door as possible. <laughs> sure. It's just on the, making a slime trail of psychoactives. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. Okay. How fine is the grating on the cage? It looks like there's space enough to see inside, but if this is obviously magical because this is a weird Titania plant biome, so you're not sure what interacting with the cage itself would do. Mm. I'm wondering if we can use the kalash to just walk the shoes out. Luna, could you fly up and see if there's like a keyhole or what's going on with the cage? Sure. I don't know. This is all magic stuff, but I'll do my best. I'll, I'll fly in and just like inspect the cage. Do you want to touch it or just look at it? I'm not touching that. Okay. Please do a brain check. Seven. Seven is enough to realize that there are shifting flowers on the cage itself too. And it appears to be connected to the flowers that are below, but you don't know what that means uh, for like if it's dangerous or if you should touch it, but it's definitely got some form of magical barrier. It has the same flowers that are on the floor. Tenacious D, do you know anything about these flowers? Oh, yeah. No, um, I know that they like don't get you high because um, I just like, I don't know, like I just... I don't feel like they do. And um, sorry, I'm just high on the on the drug. I had a lot of flowers. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of flowers. Mm-hmm. I had some I had some crazy shit. But these flowers? Uh, these flowers? Uh, I don't know if we could pick them. I try them. Do you I try one? Do, do you want to try one? I'm like always down to try stuff on break time. Yeah, you should go try one. Okay. okay. I'll, I'll be your babysitter. Oh, thanks, man. You know, you were not as cool as I thought you were. Oh, you were cool. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. You're cool, but I thought you were lame. Okay. You should know that. You should pick one of those flowers. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So he he's over in let's say the, near this circle. Mm-hmm. Um, he picks his, he picks the the flowers, and you see about half of the flowers turn red and that's the color that it was when he first picked them but the other ones are still shifting color and then he eats it fuck oh my god and you see he starts to like swell and get a little red damn (laughs) wow this is this is the moment (laughs) he really likes being red yeah have you tried being red before i can see (laughs) so much red Oh my god, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna stay here for a while. And he goes very quiet. (laughs) Oh no. 
There have been so many casualties on this mission. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so uh, Luna. Yeah, so I just start, you know, this corner is now red. So, uh, Luna, is there a relevant change up on the box that you can see? Let me check. One of the, uh, so there are some red flowers now up on the, on the cage. The red, red, red flowers are here. And they're still the shifting colored flowers too. But the, the rest is still shifting. Is there like, so there's how many sections? There's three sections. Is there like, uh, or actually I'll ask you, would, does the Titania Atelier have a like official color scheme? No, not particular. Um, Maybe it's the the primary colors. It could be. Any other? I'm trying to think if there's. What were the? No, that wouldn't work. I was about to say like what were the colors that the three assistants were wearing or like the, the three keys were, but I think they were just like black, dead raccoon, and <laughs> <laughs> and then whatever a uh, beard. So yeah. Because primary colors are three colors. Yeah. Red is one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's got to be something relevant about the distribution of the rocks, too. Mm. Uh, yeah. Two stones beside each other, three equidistant, and two opposite. The three equidistant, the way it's drawn, looks like it could be a Y for yellow, but then that <laughs> doesn't make sense for the other two. There's a, there's a possible hint if everyone's super stumped, but I'll give you time. I can give a hint. I have one hint. If we were to go with primaries, it's red, yellow, blue, right? Mm-hmm. You could arrange it from... It doesn't like, what work. Do you, what do you call it? Lowest to highest frequency? Yeah, that would be lowest would be red, highest would be blue, but I don't know how these little things would be yeah. related. I think we might need that hint, Cav. Okay. You hear the snail kind of come, come <laughs> to, um, and he goes, oh, you know what I really want right now? Orange. I want orange. You got orange? I would really go well with my red. Is it about color mixing? That's what I I was also thinking. It's color schemes. This is complementary. This is um, triadic or something like that. And then I guess this would either be monochromatic or um, when they're right next to each other, it's monochromatic or... Analogous. No, thank you. (laughs) Analogous. All right. So how do we get orange over here? We need yellow. Everyone can do a brains check. I got two. Two. One. <laughs> okay. Um, as you're kind of discussing this after he says orange and you're kind of figuring it out, you look, around, you look back at the snail to see what's happening and you see the snail is kind of wrapped in foliage and kind of sinking into the <gasps> ground. We, I, Dude's I, break time's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I go to grab the snail. He's wrapped in roots and you realize the roots as you go to reach them start to reach you as well or go to try to grab you there's another one another one (laughs) (laughs) don't worry this is the best break time i've ever had i'm okay if i die in break time and i'm okay if i die like this high as fuck is surrounded by wood (laughs) (laughs) you win you leave your last request is orange do you know where orange is I want, <coughs> I want, I want orange. Where well, is orange? I have, you gave me red before. I want orange. 
Oh, I guess we just have to like look around for flowers that are orange. Well, the flowers, the flowers are shifting, shifting colors. colors. Yeah. Do you have to like wait for the moment where it shifts? Yeah. So I wait for okay. a flower to shift to orange. So while you're it. waiting, I need everybody to make uh, a check. The only person who doesn't have to is Luna because you're flying. Um, we're going to do uh, opposed. Uh, no, it'll be fight. Let's do fight and fight. Okay. Oh, fight and grit. Let's do grit. I'll do fight. You do grit. Everyone do grit. Okay. 14. Three. Okay. Six. So Caleb, as you're looking around for flowers, looking to find one that's orange, specifically, you notice for the first time, the room is building up with more and more roots and a root grabs you. Ursa, you then pick an orange flower. And I assume now you just gave it to the snail. So you see that the flowers uh, now go orange red and you see a bit of the cage start to unravel. Um, you're now obviously in this flower area, um, but uh, you realize that the snail kind of pulls its one hand up and pulls a red flower up and just sort of holds it for you um, so that you can grab it and if you want, go to the circle and stand in the circle where there's no flowers. Oh, okay. Did he, did he not take the orange flower? I assume you picked two. We'll just say you picked okay, two. Sure. You, give, you give him one, and then he's like, thank you. And he's just absorbed. He's absorbed for now. Okay. I, I go up to the... Um, to the area without flowers? Yeah, yeah, the area without flowers. And you stand there, and you see a bunch of magic kind of goes off and it's now resonating with the cage. So you now realize you also have to stand there with the colors. Oh, okay. Um, so that means that now we have to pick the other colors before other stuff happens. So we'll go in a circle again. Ursa went over there, stood with the two colors. Caleb is being grabbed by a, uh, by a root and Luna is now flying. So let's do this. We're going to go, Caleb, Caleb, what do you want to do? You're currently grappled by, by a root. Um, struggle. Okay. Let's do it. Opposed. Fight versus fight. 11. I explode. 15. Damn. Caleb, you are now <laughs> wrapped in two, so this is oh, going to become man. harder. Unless someone can get you out of there. Where Where is he? Over here? I assume he's yeah in this section right now. So now we'll go to the next part. So who uh, Caleb tries to get away. You can still grab flowers if you want, but the only flowers in this section are red and orange. So just make sure you know which colors you have. And then, or try to keep track of that. And then it is to Luna. Help Caleb. How big is he? That's... Caleb's not huge, but also not like small. That's small because yeah. you can lift the I... table. Neither is he heavy because he's basically Wait, made out of... That's true. Maybe stuck together I can hair. grab the flowers from you and yeah. stand in the circle and you can get the Caleb. That sounds good. Yeah. Okay. You probably have... We'll have a easier time yeah. being a bear. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to grab some flowers as you also go? Though you can pick a few, but you only pick one at a time without like to match. Can the I? Timing. Can I just take the flowers, or do we have to have the flowers to get attacked? You have to be in that in those circles with flowers. No, no, no. Like, can I just get the flowers from Orsa? Oh. The the Orsa is holding. Yeah, yeah, you can hold them. So you grab yeah. them and then you stand in the in, in the, the circle. circle. Okay, and then Orsa, you have this. You can now run over. Yeah. Okay, I run, run over, over and try and, to help Caleb. Yeah. Uh, let's go opposed. And what am I rolling? Fight. Okay. Four. One. Okay. So you can't get Caleb out. You can still pick flowers, but Caleb is still grappled. And it's only red and orange. Yeah, right? you have to run to another section if you want to get the other ones. Okay, so I, I grab a few flowers, and I'm assuming I have red and orange. Yeah. Um, and then I'm just going to stay here to assist Caleb because he's going next. Is there, like, Import can I... Importantly, you can go to those circles and pick flowers from the edges without being grappled. 
But then you'd have to leave Caleb to try yeah, and struggle. I, I want, I like, after seeing the snail get absorbed by the roots, I'm going to stay to see. Is, can, like, I offer assistance next time? Yeah, next time you can get, offer okay. assistance. Okay. okay. So let's go to Luna. You just, I guess, I'm standing yeah, with I'm the flowers. Yeah, I'm just standing with the flowers. Okay. And that means that it is now oh, uh, Caleb. You will get assistance, so you can roll your dice twice. And it's fight again? Yeah. Okay. One. <laughs> Only a four. 17. Okay. You break out. And are now able to help with Ursa. Uh, I assume you're just going to run to another section. You want to go to probably this section and yeah. like split up if you mm-hmm. want. So and then I hand you some of the red orange flowers that I picked. Okay. So how this will work is uh, you'll, you'll run to the edges. So you'll basically start to pick the flowers. As you're picking flowers at these locations, because you're just like picking at the edges for the right colors, you see the room start to fill up with more and more roots, and the roots are getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and they're going to choke everything out eventually. But because you are able to grab the flowers from the edges, you trigger all the ting, 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 and then the roots retreat. And the cage opens, and the slippers float down. And then as the roots retreat, you see the snail kind of there on the ground going, Break time. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's so much going on here. This is great. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. You're going to get a... You're, you're going to get a promotion for this. I, I, I've seen you hauling that A cargo, but you're going to move up to hauling the real S cargo. Oh, uh, yeah, the S cargo? That's amazing. Wow. I never thought I'd be into the S cargo. Never thought it. I thought I'd always be an A cargo. I hate it. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, gets up. Okay, well, I guess break time's over, but I don't know what you guys are up to. I guess you have to bring that to someone. I'm going I'm to go get my clothes. And he kind of goes over the psychoactive substances on the thing. And he goes, oh, no. Oh, no, man. It's not break time. It's not break time anymore. Oh, I'm getting, oh. And he starts freaking out a bit as he's trying to bring the, the clothes away. He's like, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. He's oh, going, the, going. Like, <laughs> he might like raise our suspicion. So like, I go, go up to him like, dude, it's okay. What? It's okay? It's okay. It's you just had the best break time ever. Okay, just live fine. in that moment okay. of best break time ever. Okay, and maybe drink some water. Water? Yeah. What's what? Water. Is that a part of? Is that? Wow. Actually, you know what? And I just hand him a ramen packet. What is this? Eat it. He tries to eat it, but he's like a sl- he's a snail, so he just sort of grinds it with his tongue because that's how they eat with their tongues. Sort of sucks it almost, and you're like, "That's interesting." Yeah, I take. I hope that helps calm you down. It helps oh, me it calm does. down. It does. Yeah. Thanks. You're Thanks. welcome. Wow. Okay. How do? How do? So, what is the typical? Oh wait, you guys don't leave, do you? Why would we ever leave? Okay. Uh, the people who aren't snails, where do they usually go? Uh, they normally go to like uh, this. It's a room. It's this is a. It's like an office area. Uh, you go down that way. It gives you it gives you a direction to like walk to the offices. Okay. I um, have to say, Ursa, I didn't think you were the most cold blooded assassin out of all of us, but you fed it that that snail so much salt. See, <laughs> <laughs> so he starts to walk away. He buckles over. I run over <laughs> well, and I grab the packet, but I leave him you. the noodles. He looks at you and goes, "I'm sorry, uh, I forgot the packet. What it's did you not do good. To me? No, why? it's the packet. Why good. did you do this? It's just the ramen noodles. Bikini, why? I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Bikini. No. I trust you. No. You gave me the best break time, and then you cut my life short. Oh my short. gosh, no, I'm so sorry. 
Well, he went out on a high note. <laughs> At least I died accomplishing the greatest break time. Tell everyone, tell them all what I did. Uh, I drag his body and throw it in the vault. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just don't want suspicion. Yeah, fair. Um, and then you, you leave. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very good point. There's a lot of salt in those packets. Oh, it is, man. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What's the casualty number at? Two. Like, <laughs> two, but like we saw a few mouse go as well. Oh, yeah, a lot of mice. But mice, I mean, according to Tanya, don't matter. It wasn't It wasn't our fault. We just witnessed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you make your way to the offices. You see a few other snails walk by, and they kind of wave at you. And they look a little confused, but... I'll never be able to look a snail in the eye again. <laughs> They're a little confused. They're like, why is that person not looking at me? And then they make their way past you. You get to an office space where you can now exit with the keys that you have. And you find yourself coming into just the offices of the work <coughs> workshop area. Like, this is an area that actually, specifically, Ursa, you've technically been through, but you didn't know this door existed. It's kind of hidden and away from people, so people don't know it's here. And uh, Luna also knew because you would come here to meet with um, uh, your employer. Grenadine Applewater. Yeah, with Grenadine. Uh, you make your way out of the offices and find yourself in a hallway. And you've, of course, put the slippers in, in the raccoon bag. Well, we could put the slippers in my picnic basket. Oh, I wouldn't pick the basket. Yeah. So picnic basket. And then you make your way. You open a door to exit. And you know this door. This is the hot couture hallway. It will exit out into the ballroom. So it'll be a bit suspicious when you okay. exit, but it is a direct straight out of here. Like you won't have to find another way out of this building. So the only thing is that you know that this has got a riddle door. It's a runway riddle door. So as you come out of this, you see a dazzling run, run, runway flanked by covers of Faye fashion magazines showing all of Titania's designs. The doors in the hallway have no handles. So as you open and enter, it closes, but they have a golden mannequin in front of them. So one on either side. The door has a different riddle every day. So the informant is so the informant was unsure what will be required to open it. As you walk across down the hallway and get to the mannequin at the exit, so at this point of the hallway, you see the riddle written below the mannequin on an enchanted golden plaque. And it says, I'm a fashion statement, small and chic, a stylish companion wherever you seek, with fine leather or fabric to touch, Carrying your essentials, I'm love so much. Um, specifically, Luna, you know that you have to put the required object of clothing on the mannequin to open the doors. Don't we just have to put a purse on it? Yeah, I was going to say, does anyone have a clutch? Technically, the raccoon. Yeah, don't you have the raccoon? the raccoon. Oh, so, so my evil escape plan was to uh, put on the high heels and go charging, stumbling, out causing as much damage as possible. <laughs> it's actually a very good idea. With you two in my so way. So chaotic. Have one of you take the shoe off. And I will use the clutch to play dead, and will pretend that I am the victim of the the tiger that went running out. I love this. I love this idea a lot. Use the bag. So you gotta find <laughs> something else that's bag. bag related. There is one bag that you have. Is it my picnic basket? Yes. Okay. Then we need to. Oh, but then the problem is, where do we put the shoes? These shoes, they're so beautiful. They're so shiny. They'll grab everyone's attention. We need somewhere to put them. Well, shouldn't I put them on if I'm gonna go running out the door in them? That's for this tiger, but the, oh, this, for the, the shoe shoes. Yeah, the yeah. shoe shoes. The heist object. Yeah. Wait, wait. You still have your cloche where you can make any <laughs> accessory. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's true. So you could wrap them in something. Out of a bodily fluid. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, well, no, I'm saying like I, you can I make can a bag. And yeah, I can just make the clutch. True, you can make a bag. A little itty bitty clutch. What do you want to make your clutch out of? Toe jam. Yellow bile. <laughs> Spinal fluid. <laughs> I mean, I still have my spit. Yeah, the stuff inside. But how hydrated no. are you? Very hydrated. I mean, uh, had lots of drinks. I did have lots of drinks. Maybe oh. I need to use the washroom, actually. True. Oh, no. <laughs> piss clutch. Piss clutch. Yes. Yes. You do piss clutch? Yes, piss okay. clutch. So you just see as you use the kalash, piss comes out <laughs> your crotch. starts to weave into a bag. <laughs> it's very graphic. Um, and then as you, you now have this piss clutch. <laughs> this is, I think, where the kids say, Hashtag somebody's fetish. Yeah. And solidifies into a golden bag because it freezes somehow um, <laughs> into a shape. Uh, you put it on the hand and it like the, the mannequin moves and you hear the voice go stylish. And then the door will open. So as the door starts to open, you put on the stilettos, you become a tiger, you leap out into this into the, the building. So first of all, you see a mess of things. The dad of the blueberry troll, <laughs> ne- his son never came to take his place. So he's just like impatient as another blueberry, like he's looking at his wife who he thinks has an allergic reaction to something. Mr. Goodstuff is like trying to communicate with him, but they're doing hand signs and they don't understand what's going on. Um, so that happens. Mr. Goodstuff uses their body to protect the blueberry. The, the crowd starts to disperse. Titania looks aghast as they were about to like have a speech and everything goes into chaos. Butterscotch slurry comes out like his watching was watching the speech was going to watch it and then notices the tiger and starts like moving back. You see that as, as this happens, like also a lot of the people who had the, I, key items they're coming out so grenadine comes out of the bathroom but like in a in a robe like looking to see what's happening both the sad base child and Dwayne come out of the bathroom and uh you see that the the kid uh the sad base child is very he's just recovering he's recovering his negativity when this is happening he's feeling much better especially as people scream about a tiger wearing stilettos and, and Dwayne is looking aghast. He's like, everything's falling apart. My entire career, everything I've worked for, I can't believe this is happening. So he's just feeding off of him. And then this tiger starts crashing. Please do a grit check. And this is to see how good you are at surviving the heels and how many tables you destroy. So, so I'm operating in mosh pit theory. Aim towards the nearest crowd of things yeah. that will cause a mess. Yeah, the dinner tables. Eight. Yeah. Wait, is that an eight? No, that's a three. Yeah. So that's you, a three. A three. So, <laughs> so you like, you like jump in the tables and you cause such a commotion, but you also absolutely injure your leg and just like start like flailing and and the this this like all the different pixies and other sort of security guards are starting to surround you. Um, I, I um, like grab Luna. I'm like Luna, we have to take off the stilettos and then let him pretend to be dead. But he's right in the middle of everything. Yeah, he is in the middle of everything. Yeah. Maybe he's a dust bunny. Maybe if we just take the stilettos, he can just teleport somewhere and he'll be safe. Do you want to try and attack the tiger to help and save everyone? But yeah. in the process, take off the shoes. Yeah, and then he'll be safe. He can teleport. Isn't I figured it? the tiger can probably attack some of the people around it. It's also, when you, when you stop being an animal, there's a big poof of dust. And then you're on the ground. So, But if you do that, you could time it. So like you, you get killed as a tiger. Mm-hmm. 
and then the poof happens, and then you're dead as if the tiger crushed you under a table. Let's do that. Sounds okay. like a good idea. So everyone run into a fight check against the tiger. Two. Okay, two is, a, two is fine. So it doesn't look the most... Like you look like you're both not doing a great job. Um, like it's very like you pretend to be attacked, and, but you're actually just stretching your legs out. <laughs> and then right before we like unclasp the last yeah. thing, I'm going, "Oh no, not what was it? Lucas? Was Caleb. Caleb? No, no, no. But we gave fake names. Oh yeah, the fake name oh, was right. like Lucas or something. Yeah, because no, Larry. 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 That sounds right. Yeah. Oh no, Larry, the tiger got you. And then unclasp. Okay, and then poof. Everyone looks a little confused. The blueberry trolls look suspicious because you did, didn't roll very high. And so as this happens, the poof happens, and then you use I the use power the to be dead. Bag. And a bunch of blueberry trolls will come over to, to, be, to investigate, and they see you dead. And they go, oh, no. Yeah, something. it looks like you died. That lasts for 10 seconds. I'm an intern. Um, I'll, I'm in charge of removing bodies. <laughs> and I, I pick up. The blueberry troll goes, I, wait, I remember you. Yeah. Where's my son? Oh, you know, he talked about wanting to join a circus. That fucking, God damn it. Anyways, this body has to be incinerated. <laughs> it's a dust bunny. It's the traditional method. And the then. Tongue nods like, yeah. actually, that's true. We do incinerate all small animals in this building. And then I, uh, like quickly limp shuffle out limp shuffle out oh, you have a mannequin like too yeah. oh that's very suspicious <laughs> so as you're limp shuffling out you you see the blueberry girls go whoa whoa wait a minute what's with the leg um unfortunately the medical coverage for unpaid interns isn't great and um my most recent leg which was like more high tech high magic uh, it, it, it broke on the job and this is the only thing I could afford. Right? Mm. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, who wants to do a charm check to help this? I mean... Well, not the dead person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can do that. I have... Charm is my highest. 13. Okay. And you... Did I, he know who you were? I did talk to him. Yeah. And did, you knew he were going to talk to his son, right? Yes, I think I was supposed to talk to his son. And so they look at you and they go, I, they didn't have... It didn't look like a prosthetic before... Also, are you sure that my son's going to the circus? I, I gotta... That's ridiculous. How much attention is on us? Oh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like... I want I, I, um, I fly close to him so I can... The blueberry trolls have ears? Yeah, they do. <laughs> so I can whisper, You have to check. You have to check the mannequins. He didn't do anything wrong. He just wanted to be a hero. What? You just... Koala mannequin. What? You have to check the mannequins. You see, he just starts to freak out. Mr. Goodstuff, keep my wife safe. And he starts to shuffle. <laughs> he starts to go over. Um, and and he initially goes to Titania because he's like, I, uh, I need to go check the mannequins. Where are the mannequins? And Titania goes, I don't, I don't fucking know. Is why did he? Why? Wait, when he know? Because he's part of security. Well, and they... he he didn't go into those areas, uh... so he's only been outside. I, I, I'll get you in maybe in a week or something. First of all, what's happening with the tiger? And you see they are now having a conversation. So this is the one moment you can try to break away because yeah. you got a 13 let's on the go, charm. Let's go, let's go. By making him suddenly worried that his son is a mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> By psychological damage. Yeah. And then you <laughs> book it out the building. Yeah. Um, you see Butterscotch Slurry sees you run out and then seems to write a note. You then escape out of the building with the shoes and into the intern tunnels to get to... Uh, titties, uh, where you then disappear and go into the night. In about three days, you meet with your contact, and you kind of meet at a 
like little park area uh, hidden away. They they meet you there and they go, so uh, success. What what have the news articles been saying? I heard, I heard the there headlines? was a tiger attack, which was insane. Was that you guys? Yeah. Wow. It, it wasn't not us. It wasn't not us. Now I I may have an informant that's worked there, and and they may have kept an eye on what you guys were up to, and it was pretty impressive. Um, you almost got a little bit of heat on you, but for first timers, good job. Uh, hey, uh, I'd like you to meet them actually. Uh, and he sort of looks over, and you see coming out from behind a dark area, is Butterscotch Slurry wearing a much nicer outfit, sunglasses comes over and goes, hello, my name is Butterscotch, and you may know me as Butterscotch Slurry, but I'm actually someone very important. May put their glasses down. I'm actually looking to hire someone for other jobs as a member of, and they pull out a badge, the fashion police. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> the entire time you were helping me dismantle a horrible, horrible situation. You've caused a lot of scandal, but at the same time, we need people like you. People who will willingly do anything to take down the fashion people who've caused all sorts of problems for us here in the Feywild. You don't know how many evil fashion overlords there are, how many dark wizards wearing high heels. It's only the fashion police that stop those people <laughs> from taking over the world. These shoes, they were going to control the entire world with these shoes. But thanks to you... And the fashion police, we're going to stop them all. How would you like a job at a real job that pays? Can I just take my, te- how much, well, how, actually, how much would the 10% be? 10%? Oh, you got, that, that you're going to get paid, of course. But if you want, I've got more work for you. It's going to be kind of hard with this mannequin leg. Oh, no, we got medical. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cover that. Don't worry. I, for one, will take the job. I did this one for free, and I could use some income. And having done the job for free to get a paid job, I, I now feel like I can join the other two as an intern. That's great. That's awesome. Love that. What is the pay? Mm. Well, we're a very uh, important government agency, and we get paid a good amount of money. So more than what you were paid at the Tanya's. I'm in. Come on, Luna. I've seen your file. <laughs> I've seen what you've been up to. You stole so much money from Titania by selling off goods. I was tracking that. I knew. Also, we're resorting to threats now. Is no, that I'm saying happening? you're good at your job. You gotta do use your services mm-hmm. to stop the evil fashion overlords. I mean, after what I've seen, I don't think I can work there anymore anyway. Think about what happened to your blueberry troll friend. That could have happened to so many more people if you hadn't stepped in. Is he, is he still a mannequin? We're working to get them out of the system. But we need more people like you to make sure that that never happens again. Well, if I can stop this again, then yes. That's great to hear. Okay. Sign there. And you'll you'll save the world. Alright, I want to see this fine print. I the rumors of what the fave fave world government even looks like are just oh, I'm gonna write about the Fae Deep State. It'll oh, be my it's big crazy, story. Man. It's crazy. But we do a good work here at the fashion police. Here go sign here. <laughs> flips over. How many pigs do they have in employment? 
Oh, uh, we're like kind of uh, how we work is we're not we don't do the whole arresting people stuff. We do the heist. No, stuff. like actual pigs. Oh, pigs. Yeah, how many pigs that they have? Uh, <laughs> they have to have at least one. I know. Yeah, we got a now. Clarence. We got a Clarence pig, <laughs> and that there's one that I know. That's how it works. But you know. So anyway, it's great to meet all of you. It's really great to talk to you guys one on one. Uh, oh, and also <laughs> free pens. So as a as a thank you. What's what's on the pens? Uh, it says fashion police. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if uh, Ursa reads the contract, it's actually a pretty nice contract where you get paid well. The only <laughs> thing is that you could be in dangerous situations stopping fashion evil fashion members of the fake courts or evil fashion uh, uh, plots, but you get paid pretty damn well. Can Ursa think on this? I'll give you a day. Caleb signs his contract, but he signs it with his left hand because he's one of those weird sovereign citizen people and he <laughs> thinks that makes it not count. Okay. If he wants out of it later. I feel like Luna, Luna will just sign it. Luna signs it. Yeah. Okay. They need, they're not, they're, I don't think they want to work for uh, Tony anymore, but they do need the money That's to fair. maintain their lifestyle. True. Ursa so. <laughs> signs it. Great meeting, all you. Well, have fun, Fab Three. That's your team name, by the way. Um, can can we? Is that is that also in writing? Or no, can no, we... you can change it if you want. I was just trying something now. You know, that's how it works. Okay, I'm gonna go. I've gotta I gotta use the can, and also uh, uh, I want to get a drink because uh, it's been a long day. <laughs> that's how they're going out the door. <laughs> What door? We're in a park. The door out of the underground public washroom in the park where we have the secret meeting. <laughs> yes. We've been in a washroom. That that's all the thing. Goes to the bathroom and then you hear sounds and then goes out. And then that's where we'll end our session. Uh, that was, uh, just as a heads up, the entire reason for this whole heist was to set up that you're joining the fashion police. Wait, wait, wait. Before, before that's the end, can we do one of those things where it's like, where is this character like six oh, yeah, months yeah, yeah. from oh, now? Yeah. So let's yeah. do that. So let's do yeah. okay. So we'll, let's go around in a circle. Let's do a where uh, where everyone's been uh, in six months. Uh, this you know af- after joining the fashion police. So let's go uh, describe describe where you've been. Like what happened to Ursa? So Ursa joins the fashion police, and um, but with their with her ten percent. A reward from the heist. She also starts up a ramen restaurant in her hometown. Nice. <laughs> and um, but yeah, like she still, um, like I guess gets involved with interns <laughs> <laughs> and like she's the like undercover intern. Yeah, yeah. Um, and is really good at like going by unnoticed. But uh, now she is happy because she gets paid, and then yeah. she gets to go home and visit her family and run a ramen shop on the weekends. Did you name the ramen shop Tenacious D after the slug you murdered? Oh <laughs> uh, no, it's called the Mannequin Leg. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> okay. And what happens to Caleb? Um, Caleb works for the fashion police in propaganda. He <laughs> runs a uh, bad uh, news blog uh, mm. publishing dirt that he thinks is real but is definitely made up yeah. about uh, various people in the industry. He spends a lot of his time in a darkened room in front of a yeah. computer screen surrounded by little crumpled up pieces of paper, which are notes and which are tissue paper. It's best not to ask. Yeah. Okay. And what about what about Luna? Um, I think they get into magical research. Ooh, yeah. Um, 
and like enchantments and transformation specifically. Yeah. Um, I think they also kind of put a stop to their um, a bit of a frivolous uh, <laughs> sexual and romantic life at this point. <laughs> uh, kind of put a pause on that. Um, other than that, did does uh, she ma- do they make any headway on transforming the koala back? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, been six months it's been six months would they have access to can they can they get the mannequin yeah yeah what ends up happening is because you told the father there's like an investigation they find a bunch of mannequins they realize what's going on a little bit i I think the fashion police come in i think i think they'll make contact with the father yeah yeah and uh say that like uh, they're trying to find a way so like if they work on if they can work on the koala yeah itself um then yeah i think i don't know if you have some promising, like, Yeah, maybe routes. they're, like... Because I, I assume it's probably, like, a strong enchantment, right? Because yeah. it is Titania's whole thing. So maybe yeah. they're, like, I don't know, like, 30% in or something. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're making some headway. They Maybe they change, like, one one paw. It's <laughs> back to, like, real. The yeah. eyes can or, now follow you around the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a Furby. <laughs> or, like, something, like, keeps changing, but then it changes back. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. The family welcomes you as like, as like a kind of unofficial member because you're helping save their son. <laughs> you get to have a nice conversation with the mom, mm-hmm. um, just learning about what it's like to be a blueberry, <laughs> how that happened, what the hell is going on. Uh, and then six months down the line, uh, you are you are uh, in charge of a of a team. You're all on a team headed by Butterscotch Slurry, um, who who's just taken down the evils of the fashion industry in the Feywild. So. So thank you for playing this ridiculous <laughs> heist, um, this entire thing to set up Fairy Fashion Police. Uh, so if we ever come back to this, you can now be Fairy Fashion Police uh, in the future. Uh, <laughs> and that also means you could do any system and be Fairy Fashion Police. Uh, but thank you for playing and, and enjoying. It was very, very fun. I hope everyone had fun. Uh, with that, we will let everyone go. So uh, uh, thank you for listening and look forward to future Uh, one-shots or releases we're going to be coming up with after in the new year. Thank you for listening and joining us at Oddcast. We hope you enjoyed and will subscribe to our socials for news and updates on podcast scheduling and our Patreon. Patrons get access to bonus content such as adding to the Wild Magic Table poll to expand Gibble's Wild Magic Table and extra episodes like our Only Wizards in the Dungeon Try to Play series. Our socials and Patreon link are in the episode description and show notes. 